Welcome. This is Politics with Tony. I'm obviously Tony, as you as you probably have gathered over the course of the last few podcasts. That's sort of my that's sort of my signature thing to say. I don't know why. It's it's habitual. I think I don't know. Anyway, hope everybody's doing great. Uh, it's been a few been a few days since I was able to post my last podcast. Um, I'm back down in my basement currently. The new the new home. Got the basement. As a matter of fact, the other day that. Uh, the other day, this there's pipes that run through the basement room that I'm in, and one of them burst, so it was <laughs> kind of entertaining because that was sort of the day I was wanting to do this. So, yeah, things got backed up. That's all right. So this one's a little behind, so I'm gonna make sure I get some good, good, decent, solid um, uh, material for you guys. And I've sort of organized, and I've got some some ideas. So this first this first segment, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, the coronavirus. It's it's. Uh, the story of it, pretty much. Uh, the next segment, I've got another special guest, kind of a new special guest, not Terrence, what we're, what we're mostly used to at this point. Uh, i got somebody brand new, and I'm actually not doing it in anybody's home. I'm doing it at a bar, a little bit of a different setting, so the, the sound, the audio is, I checked it earlier, uh, and it's, it's a little different, but uh, he'll be he'll be next. And then uh, I, I, I decided I'm going to do a little bit of a historical... Um, podcast on the second amendment just where it comes from you know the idea of it pretty much so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that in the third segment and um the fourth segment will be the tony talks again uh that one's going to be geared i think a little bit more for and i'm not even joking uh men's rights uh ran into a new facebook page um that i'm actually very shocked as to its representation so i'm We'll talk a little bit about it. I think it's a good shock. I, I'm, I'm happy. I just it's it's different seeing it, but we'll talk about that in the last segment. But uh, this first segment, um, coronavirus. So before we do, let's in light of the idea of Corona. <laughs> I'm not drinking Corona, but I do have a Boston Lager uh, in a big old mug tonight. So let me take a drink. Mm. That's some good beer, and because I can smoke out here, I'm gonna have a cigarette while I talk. So, the coronavirus, terrifying. Everybody's, everybody's sort of a panic on this. You know, it's it's so crazy to listen to, um, you know, how people are reacting to all this. And then, of course, on the political spectrum, you're seeing quite a bit of this. I don't understand why a virus is being politicized as a weapon, but it currently is. <laughs> sort of a surprise to me, honestly. So I've been I've been doing a little bit of research, just kind of digging on the coronavirus itself. And what's interesting is uh, I found a lot of stuff that I'm kind of confused by as far as what the left has done and said since the coronavirus has become an issue. Uh, I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I didn't mean that. I'm. <laughs> I forgot I can turn this down. So give me one second. Let me see if I can actually do this while this is recording. I can. Hold on. Let me get it. I will get this, and that won't happen again, at least I hope. So, all right. Let's see. <laughs> it, new phone again. I'm still a little bit, I'm learning it. Um, anyway, so uh, in the midst of all this digging through the coronavirus and the stories that I've heard, and, and you know, you, you see, of course, you see a million videos and pictures of on Facebook, and uh, Instagram, Twitter. I think a lot of it is meant to be fear-mongering in a, in a way. Um 
that now I don't I have my ideas as far as a motive behind why they would want to use fear as some sort of a weapon during an election year. My theory, now this is just my theory. My theory is that now if you notice it's mostly left-leaning media outlets and Democrats that are causing more of the oh god this is a terrible pandemic, you know this is horrid. I, I, I'm sorry, I've got to say it. I'm seeing that they are using this virus in order to affect the stock market to show or make look Trump bad. This is a this is a tactic to try to make the right not look good. But there's a lot of holes. <laughs> it, it doesn't really work. And so let's talk about it. Um, one of the first things that you heard uh, was that Trump didn't do anything. He, he's not doing anything about it. Alright, December. December of 2019 is when all of this sort of kicked off. So I, I don't remember the date, but it was American Journal on Pathology uh, uh, released uh, uh, some information in, like I said, December. Right before January. I mean, I'm telling you, it was like, I think it was the end of December now I'm thinking about it. And they had said uh, it, 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 there was a, a, a strand of pneumonia of unknown backgrounds found in the Wuhan province. Uh, WHO was actually alerted to it. Uh, this was it was pneumonia at the time. That's what they were claiming it to be, or claiming it to be related to. Uh, what was it? December thirty first? Was I believe the first death? That December thirtieth. December thirtieth, I believe, was the the first real case. Uh, not death. Excuse me. First real case of coronavirus. Uh, and and it wasn't actually completely identified until January seventh, twenty twenty. And that is when they had, they, they had released the, uh, the information that the, a new coronavirus was isolated from the, uh, the patients that were found to have this you know, pneumonia of unknown origin. Okay, so three weeks, three weeks later, so about January, I think, 30th or 31st, Trump declared a public health, a public health emergency. He restricted U.S. access for non-citizens from China. Um, Americans that were in China could come back, but they were quarantined at military sites for two weeks. So that is what he did in, in, in what we first saw him do. What he actually did before that was when the American Journal of Pathology released the information stating that they found a new strain of pneumonia that they're working on to, in the, the Wuhan province, Trump sent scientists and doctors. I'm not even kidding. It wasn't like... I don't have the number in front of me, I apologize, but he said it was it was a good group of them to help the issue, to help the situation. And why? This all comes in right before the China trade deal. He's trying to soften up China so that the trade deal goes through. And what do you know it did? <laughs> I'm just saying. So he sends scientists and doctors to assist in, in the research and the treatment of this strange pneumonia, you know, strand, and then it isolates itself, it becomes, it gets a little crazier, of course we're all, you know, everybody's like, oh god, coronavirus! Well, first of all, a lot of, you, you probably have seen it, you've seen the meme where it shows a picture of the back of a Lysol can that says coronavirus, and you're like, well, if it's a new virus, then why is it shown here, da da da, yes, because the, gen, the, the, the general idea of coronavirus was actually discovered in the early 1960s. This is a completely different strand, but it is still coronavirus. So, so just to remember that when you see that, people 
Don't know why they don't, they, they, they forget they have Google, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So, I want everybody to know as well, uh, just uh, kind of a footnote. I have a baby monitor down here. Uh, we have a you know, 10 month old. I just put him to bed. So if he wakes up, I will, you know, obviously have to take a quick break. Uh, so you might actually hear it, but I uh, just figured I'd let you know now that may, that may start up here. So I hope he, I hope he goes to sleep. He's, he was pretty tired. So, um, back to it. Uh, and, and there's been more to it than just that. Okay. So Trump, obviously he put 2.5 billion into research. He put, he put Mike Pence in charge of the, the, the U S response on the coronavirus. And, uh, shortly after that, uh, there was an issue with uh, the, the Diamond Princess cruise ship that was uh, off the uh, South China Sea, or East, uh, I can't remember the location, but it was near the, China, the China Sea, the Chinese, on, uh, Chinese individuals on the, on the cruise ship. So what they did was they actually isolated that. It was a couple of weeks they isolated that, that ship, they brought it back, and then they quarantined those that you know, were on the ship. The problem was, now here's, here's the thoughts. A lot of people were blaming the government. Say, like, oh, it's fucked up. Well, let's do the math here. There was a company, I cannot remember the company's name, but there was a company that actually sent, you know, the, 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 the individuals, the, the supposedly trained individuals to uh, handle these quarantined people coming back from the cruise ship. There was a whistleblower that came forward a few weeks after it all happened. That's state, actually, no, that's, that's false. I apologize. It was like three or four days later after everything happened with the cruise ship. And in this, he had stated that the company that sent people did not train anybody on this strand or gave them any sort of training whatsoever, did not send them with protective gear, did not have any sort of fail-safe quarantine anything. So basically you have these guys without suits going up and talking to these people that have coronavirus, touching them, talking to them, whatever. (sighs) Bringing them back to the States and yeah. So of course there was a little bit more of a spread and there was a death. So because of all of that, because of this lack of uh, decent quarantine from this company that was supposed to have been managing it, Mike Pence was then put in charge of messaging between the companies through this whole entire coronavirus response. <laughs> What's funny is that again, the left is blaming Mike Pence. It was all his fault. How is it his fault? How? He did exactly what he was supposed to do by sending a team the team did not get sent correctly. That is not on him because he is the top tier of this entire response team. I mean, yes, of course, I get it. You know, management's to blame when people fuck up. I get that. But are we really going to just point fingers and say it's all his fault for not making sure they're suited and da 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 No, no, it is not. It is, it is his job to find the best company for, the best, for, for this type of response and he found it and used them. They did not use their resources properly. And that was reported very clearly. So that part confused me. Mike Pence is doing just fine. Yes, there was some blowback uh, on the information that was that came out after he was put in charge of the response, saying, "Well, hold on, now he was he was he was sort of in Indiana during an HIV epidemic, and pretty sure that went bad." Well, yes, it did, because he didn't do it correctly. However, obviously, one, he didn't do it so bad as as to where we didn't even want to vote him in anywhere. That's the first thing. Second thing is, yes, there was plenty of deaths. There was plenty of people that contracted HIV while he was governor. But I'm pretty sure he learned some things. As such, can you see how he's doing things now? Things have done 
well. And I'm going to spit more numbers here in a few minutes. So, after everything's said and done, you have the left still complaining. So initially they were complaining that Trump wasn't doing enough, even though he already was. Then, Trump enacts a travel ban. He had to do it. So that's what I said about the January 31st. He enacted a, a travel ban. He restricted U.S. access for non-citizens from China to the, to the U.S. Now, that makes sense to me. We're trying desperately to control an outbreak in the U.S. by making sure that some of the people that we might have it just stay the hell away. There's nothing wrong with that. The first thing the left does is call him a racist. Not even the left just called him a racist. Chinese, the Chinese were calling him a racist for what he did. Wow. This is not a travel ban just for Chinese. Because as we're all aware, there are, there are confirmed cases of coronavirus in many other countries around the world. But of course, he's racist. What? How are you racist against Chinese when it's the Italians and the Iranians? Like, we say no to them too. Because they have an issue in their country. Why is that a problem? Don't know. Biden. Now, this one's where it gets ugly for me. Joe Biden said he would have done differently. He would have done it differently, and he thinks that this is not a time to sh for Trump to show his xenophobia. <laughs> right, I'm going to have some beer for this one, because this is good. So I did some digging on Biden, just a little bit, because I specifically remember the swine flu. And I remember that he was vice president at the time of the swine flu. Him and, him and Obama were number one, number two in the country at the time. And from 2009 until somewhere in between 2009 and 2010, 12,000 Americans died from swine flu. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at six deaths from coronavirus. But apparently, Biden thinks that Trump didn't do it right. <laughs> okay. There was no media coverage on the 500,000 plus cases of swine flu discovered during that time. That time frame had a lot. Okay, we are at 80,000 right now for the coronavirus. Well, it's, it's over 80,000, just over 80,000 cases, 3,000 dead. Just so you all know, 98% of the deaths of, this, of this, this virus comes out of China. Well, obviously it's where it started and they're not doing a good job in quarantine over there. It's a communist nation uh, and you can tell with how the government is trying to control every aspect of their lives currently. And it's gotten much worse since uh, uh, the virus hit. So, yeah, yeah, this is, it's getting ugly over there. Um, but here, we had a decent response, and therefore, yes, nobody wants these die. I don't want to see people die over a virus, especially when we can, you know, at least kind of control. But let's look at the math here, okay? How many other countries have percentages that are ridiculous as far as not only contracted cases, but deaths? I mean, in Iran, the, the mortality rate of this virus is up over 10%. They didn't have any response. They didn't, I don't know what they're doing. And then on top of that, it's a third world country, so it's probably a little easier for, you know, people to, 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 to pass it back and forth. So, yeah, we don't have that issue here because Trump responded correctly. Now, I also would like to throw it out there. April of 2009. April of 2009 was the first U.S. case of the swine flu. Fast forward to October of 2009. That's six months. Obama finally put out uh, 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 a public health emergency 
he finally stated it's a public health emergency after six months. Not one word from the media. Not one. Six months. Trump did that in three weeks. <laughs> three weeks and he announced it. Three weeks. He was already reacting to it before it became a problem anywhere else other than China. But he didn't do enough. I am getting so sick and tired of that. If you don't know what's going on, shut the hell up. That's I'm sorry, but I'm saying it. I know that's goes against quite a bit of what I talk about with the First Amendment, but I mean, really, why are you why are you coming at anybody, attacking them, telling them that they're, they're, they're wrong for not doing something that they are clearly already doing? Ten minutes of research showed me a lot of this information. And I mean, really, that's all it takes. If you really want to know what's going on, just look it up instead of sitting here and waiting for Facebook to tell you and then complaining that it didn't happen the way you thought it should have. Or that you just hate Trump and you want to get angry with him. I don't know. But, holy crap. 12,000 individuals, 12,000 Americans died during that time. But on one issue, not one issue with how, with how Obama and, and, and Biden reacted. Not one. Trump reacted 90 times faster. And apparently he is wrong. That confuses the shit out of me. Now let's all, let, let's even go back. They, they complained all the way through all this. Between December 31st all the way up till now, they complained that Trump didn't do nothing. <sighs> Think about this. What were the Democrats doing pretty much that entire time? The only thing that they could do is sit there and pound the table about impeachment. Exactly what were they doing about the, the, the virus? Nothing. They were too busy. I don't like Trump! Screaming impeachment. That's it. Trump was busy dealing with impeachment, dealing with a whole lot of other things, and then coronavirus on top of it. CNN at this time, uh, about January seventh, when when Dems were, you know, they were they were going towards the impeachment, they've been complaining Trump's not doing anything. Uh, CNN was saying that if we enact a travel ban, it will create stigmatisms towards other countries, stuff like that. What the hell does that matter? I'm sorry, but my health is more important than, than people thinking, oh, the Chinese, so they must be diseased. That's, I mean, fine. You, you, you want idiots to think that there's going to be a few, no matter what you do, in almost any situation. I know. It is not some overwhelming problem in our society. So why is it that the media always pushes it like that? And I'll tell you why. They've got this just jagged edge bias against Trump and I hate it. You're reporters, you're not you're not politicians. Shut up and just report correctly. Report the full story and not what you want to make somebody look good or make somebody else look bad. That's not what happens. So that so all I'm saying is right now the coronavirus is not as ugly as you think it is. It looks worse. The mortality rate is lower than the than the than the common flu. It's spreading quickly, sure. But did you notice it's not spreading very quickly in the United States because we responded quickly and correctly. There may have been other ways to respond to maybe get a better result, but we got a good result. Other countries didn't respond the way we did, and they have many more deaths. Currently, China, a communist country, 3,000 deaths. We don't have that problem. Or, well, 98% of 3,000 deaths. We don't have that issue here. We have quarantines, we have fail-safes, we have been trying very hard to make sure that this virus doesn't go crazy. 
And in reality, we have done a great job. The FDA has been putting out information to kind of help this along, and that's been awesome. I think that that's great. They've been working with Trump, and this is—it's good news. It's—it's it's good. It's a good thing to see. Um, immediately after, you know, Trump actually declared the the public health emergency, he uh, uh, FDA had released what well, we may be running because of this. We might actually there might be a decent shortage of over-the-counter medication. So they urged most companies that do create these these drugs to, to kind of ramp it up a little bit. And that's the one thing that I've noticed too. A lot of people say, why, why are more people in Iran dying? And he, well, I mean, think about it. We're a first world country. We've got over-the-counter medications that you can buy. The damn, you can buy them at gas stations. <laughs> the same place you can buy liquor and, and zigzags, you know what I mean? And you can buy some ibuprofen and some fever reducer, you know, I, you know, whatever. So we have a lot more resources to be able to help ourselves whereas Iran probably does not. Um, things to keep in mind, just because you see a lot of deaths in some of these other countries does not mean that it's going to happen here. We have a lot, uh, we have a better, we have a better system in place to deal with things like that. Like if you, of course, if you feel sick, if you're an American, you just, you don't feel well, you feel kind of fluish, sneezy, coffee, whatever. Generally, I can't say everybody, but generally speaking, most Americans, I'll just go to the grocery store or the, the Rite Aid or something and pick up a, Something for my stuffiness or my head. Or, you know, just, just some medication real quick to help it out. We all have done it at least once or twice. I mean, there are obviously some people, you know, <laughs> that don't. <laughs> Those essential oils, I'll tell you. <laughs> Sorry, had to do it. Anyway, but generally speaking, most Americans will do that. So we have the advantage of, of being a first world country. Now, as per the stock market, that's laughable too. Give me a second, I'm taking another drink. The idea that it's all Trump's fault with the economy. Excuse me, not the economy, the, the, the stock market. I, I hear people talk about the stock market as, as it's all Trump's fault because it's been dropping. First and foremost, let's look at patterns. Anytime we've ever had an epidemic, which has been like once a year since like the 1990, <laughs> you see a, a, a slight decline in the stock market. Of course, if you see that kind of stuff, there's going to be those panic people that are going to sell. They're going to sell, 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 get, get themselves out of the market before things are drop, excuse me, dropping. It's the same thing here. There are people trying to exit the market real quick just because they don't want to be affected in case prices do start plummeting and, 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 the, and then their stock's worthless. I understand that concept. Then the other concept would be, wait a minute, it's also election year. A lot of times buying and selling slows quite a bit on election year. Why? We all want to see what the economy might look like after the election. It's been a normal thing for years. So both of those combined, you've got a pretty decent plummet. How is it, how is it Trump's fault on the stock market when a lot of the stock market issues are coming from the China, air, the China trade? Where China is having a huge issue with that because a lot that in the beginning a lot of things we didn't want to, we didn't want to buy from them. Not sure we want your food. Not sure we want your, you know, your, some of your products made in certain areas. You know, like, I don't know about all that. So, our stock market does not just depend on the United States economy. It depends on the entire world's economy. It is going to fluctuate depending on other countries too. So we have to remember that. Pointing the finger at Trump, saying it's his fault. 
is extremely short-minded. So just keep that in mind. I'm sure I'm pretty sure you know most of my listeners they understand that enough. So there's that. But I just wanted you to know that this coronavirus thing is not as ugly as you think. And then let's remember this too. Uh, 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 There's a ranking system as far as uh, pandemic preparedness uh, by country. China ranked 51st. We ranked number one. We are the best in the entire world for pandemic preparedness. So I don't feel unsafe. It's Sure, you look at the information, you see what's going on with coronavirus, and yeah, it could be nerve-wracking, but take a step back and look at the entire picture rather than just the, oh, it's scary and it's going to kill me. Step back and look it, and you're going to see a little bit of a different, uh, a little bit different information. So that's all I tell people, that's all I've been trying to tell people with this this, this outbreak issue. Um, so yeah. <laughs> That is that is sort of the the the, uh, the coronavirus coverage again. Like I said, just so you're all up to date, it's over eighty thousand now cases worldwide. Uh, three thousand, around three thousand have died. Ninety percent from China. We have six in the United States. Five from Washington State. Um, noticeably, now I'm just an observation. Washington State being a blue state. Hmm. Weird. Anyway. So, uh, that, that, that'll kind of do it for this segment, uh, uh, here shortly, uh, like I said, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull Devin in, so y'all can get some, get to, get a different viewpoint, uh, Devin's a good guy, so you'll like him, uh, and then later, uh, it'll be more of an educational segment, we'll talk a little bit about the Second Amendment, just the history of it, just so you have an understanding as to what the Second Amendment is. So, uh, stick around, this is Politics with Tony. All right, welcome back. This is Politics with Tony. Uh, I moved locations. Um, been a bit of a busy week, so I didn't get a chance to set this up as much as I wanted to. But this is the uh, special guest segment, but today we're doing it at a bar in the middle of Holdridge, Nebraska. <laughs> and uh, so for everybody to know, I got a, another friend here, uh, not Terrence this time. Uh, I actually tried to get him. He's a little busy. Um, but uh, I got another friend from work. Uh, great guy he's pretty knowledgeable on a lot of the stuff we've already talked about so uh everybody this is devin howdy uh he is yeah he 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 actually tends to agree with quite a bit of what i say but he does have different opinions that's why i wanted to bring him on so devin how's it going brother it's going all right yeah you uh pretty busy today more or less just errands to run it's 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 a wednesday it's our like a, get I guess crap. a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> get crap done day. Yeah, get, get something done. Whatever. Uh, yeah, he he works the same shift I do. We work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we just, we, I guess we just screw around <laughs> the rest of the week. More or less. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I I recently asked him if he wanted to join him on one of these podcasts, and he was down. So, Devin, we're doing this, yes, sir. Talking about some stuff. So the first thing, obviously, that I want to talk about, since you did not give an opinion on it yet. Trump's impeachment. We're gonna we're gonna start there. Now I know it's a little bit a couple weeks ago it all ended, and that's fine. But first, what did, what were your thoughts on all of that happened during the impeachment? You know, like why why Trump was impeached, uh, the articles that were presented, 
how it all played out. What, what, what did you think? Well, I thought from the beginning it was kind of just the whole uh, Democrats making another move to get him out of the office. I never really <laughs> truly thought that they had the grounds or the evidence to impeach him in the yeah. first place. I never really fully thought it was going to happen. I honestly didn't think it passed through the, the House, it did, let alone. You know, I knew it wouldn't pass the Senate, but I didn't think it would even go through the House. Well, yeah, you know, part of me is kind of agrees there. Yeah, definitely. Um, the the okay so the two articles and we talked about this you know quite a bit in the other podcast uh, uh, the abuse of power and obstruction of Congress now as an explanation just you have a little bit of background here the abuse of power came from the idea that he was trying to coerce or bribe pretty much the the president of Ukraine uh, you get a White House meeting if and, and you'll get uh, my bad and you will also get uh, three hundred ninety one million in foreign aid from the U S if you announce. A, uh, uh, an investigation of the Bidens. And the obstruction of Congress came from... <sighs> so then Congress sent these, these subpoenas, these congressional subpoenas towards the executive branch, certain individuals within the, the White House uh, saying, you need to respond to this, you need to give up this, you need to show us this. And Trump said, no, don't do it. Now, I could go on and on and on about all that, but what does that all sound like to you as far as the legality of it. I know that sounds like a silly question, but what I mean is abuse of power. First, let's start there. What 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 does that even mean to you, as far as like a in, just an opinion? In in, a, in this situation, what seemed like it was more of a quid pro quo kind of deal, not right, exactly right. illegal, but uh, I wouldn't say an abuse of power. Now that'd be Trump going in there and saying, "Okay, for all of your companies, I'm going to want you know my company to have a twenty percent you know." Tariff or, or you know, okay, or tax, okay. you know, or, or something like that. Along using his position, yeah, using to, using his position to sort of get more, to get what he wants. Right, right. Okay, okay, okay. And yes, I, I kind of see where you're coming now, from. Now, in this situation, it seemed like Ukraine came to him and said, "Hey, we want to make this happen," and Trump said, "No, I don't really see how that." This, did you know, honestly, yeah, Trump, they, they did. I mean, they were, they were in communication. The guy's name is Zelensky, by the way. He was uh, voted in May 20th uh, last year, and he uh, immediately was 21st. The May 21st phone call was the first phone call. Where Trump had stated, you know, congratulations, it was a great, you know, campaign, great, uh, great everything. I was just really happy that he was voted, he was really excited. Everybody in the executive branch seemed to like Zelensky. And that's awesome because Zelensky seems like he really wants to fight corruption. That was actually one of his platforms during his, his campaign. Um, and yes, then, you know, they talked and, and of course he said, I would really like a meeting. That was sort of how it kind of went in the May 21st call. He said, I, I would like to have a meeting. And Trump even said, absolutely. He agreed. He wanted to give it to him, and there was no quid pro quo then. So I, I completely see where you're coming from, you know. Uh, and then I have to laugh. Got to ask about the obstruction of Congress. So the fact that a co-equal branch of government was trying to force the other branch of government that was equal to them to do something, and apparently that's obstruction. I don't know what the hell that even means. But anyway, what do you think as far as that one is concerned? Because that one's that's silly to me too. But. Well, if they're just trying to jump on, trying to get them to jump on board with them, I don't necessarily think that's that's obstruction, and that's how government works. You got to work together on stuff. Now, True. if they if they were saying we're not going to we're going to make it harder for you to pursue this if you don't do what we want, then that's obstruction. They're making it harder for the other side to do their job. Right, right. That would be the, you know the that. definition of, of, of obstruction. I wouldn't. Now okay. they're trying to. to coax them to join, hop on their side isn't necessarily... Well, the idea of it, too, and, and like, I, like I was saying, they, the, the obstruction idea came from Trump saying, no, don't respond to these subpoenas, congressional subpoenas. 
going to the executive branch where they are co-equal. So, th therefore, you, you have the, the legislative branch trying to strong on the executive branch, okay. and then they're claiming it's obstruction. So, I, in, in a way, I, I, come, like, I agree with you. That's, it's, where do they come up with these ideas is beyond me, you know what I mean? So, I, I had to laugh. And then after that, okay, so we had, the, we had the, 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 the announcement, which really irritated me. I don't know if you remember that, Pelosi. Uh, Ripping up the... Yeah, it was yeah. September... No, that, that was actually the, no, the State was, of the Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah State yeah, of the yeah, Union. Yeah, that was later. Uh, she, uh, she announced it was September 25th. No, yes, 25th. Yep. She, she announced, yep, we're doing an impeachment, which no other impeachment in this, in, in this country's history has started that way. It always started with a vote, in a way. Um... It went. It went from there to then the impeachment inquiry, which was they were, they were bringing in people, they were interviewing tons of individuals, uh, uh, and of course some of them were, you know, they were they were closed hearings. No one even knows what was going on in them. Uh, and then the open hearings, and then it got sent to the Senate, and then the trial, and of course he was acquitted. So the process, you got to see most of it, especially with you know mainstream Fox, CNN, MSNBC, all them people just tossing them out there and telling you what was going on. What, what what were your observations through the entire inquiry and the actual trial? Like, what, what did you see as maybe a pattern or something that was questionable? Anything at all? Just a smugness by the Democrats. Like, you, could, you, could, you could just tell why why they were there before they even showed up. The way they walked in, their attitude towards Trump, their smirks, their see, yes, everything. Yes. Like, you knew what it was about before it even started, Right. It was, it's petty is what it is. It, it accomplishes nothing. It's just, just to hold Trump up from doing what he's supposed to be doing, more or less, is what I got out of it. Yeah. And I, I hate to say that. I'm not going to say that he's Trump's the greatest guy in the world either. Like he, Personally, he's kind of arrogant, you know? He's, mm -hmm. he's that way. He's, Absolutely. he's stuck in his ways. But he's a damn good president. He's accomplished a lot. And if he's they were a bit. messing with him so damn much, he'd actually be in office <laughs> to actually able to accomplish more. <laughs> But I don't know. That's just kind of what it seemed to me. It was just another game to, to throw them off track more uh, yeah. than anything. I mean, it, they they knew they didn't have anything solid. No, like, they wouldn't come at any other president with the evidence they had. Not against like Trump. this. No, they would not. Not like because this. Because they know they made them look like fools. But <laughs> since it's Trump, we have a chance. We got to take. It. Let's do it. Let's do it. We that's, we might have the public opinion too. You know, that's yeah. The, that, that's that's what I got out of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it was strange to me to watch how the Democrats would say things like, "This is a very sad and I don't know, I don't know if you remember this sad and somber moment." And then, you know, as the, the vote in the inquiry uh, went to, yes, he's impeached, oh, you hear cheers. You hear cheers in the House from the Democrats. How oh, is yeah. this sad and somber when you're excited? That petty little clap she did, all those petty Oh, God, she gave I remember that was, that was a while ago, but that was still pathetic. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yes, you're right. So that was junk, too. I, I hated it. It's all crap, man. So you mentioned it a minute ago, and, and we can touch on that because I love it. The State of the Union address. Uh, uh, one of the more watched State of the Union addresses that I think that has been televised in, in U.S. history. Everyone is watching, and of course, uh, a little bit more because of the recent uh, impeachment you know, acquittal. <laughs> I think a lot of people just wanted to see how the House and the Senate and the President was going to react towards each other. And of course, the big news came from uh, uh, when, when Trump came in and he handed a copy of the State of the Union to both Nancy Pelosi and, and Mike Pence, mm -hmm. and uh, he, she went to shake his hand. He just turned around and blew her off. Now, I will say he didn't shake Mike Pence's hand either. So, is it really a big deal? I don't, I don't know. But wait, wait, uh, now through the State of the Union, there was a lot of information put out. Instead of asking you about the State of the Union address, I'm going to ask you 
about the state of the union itself, the 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 the, the economy, our growth, our our jobs, uh, our just the United States's position in I don't know how we're doing things now. How do you feel about our country currently? I feel like a lot of things are getting better. Like the whole China trade deal thing, everyone goes yeah. on and on and says, oh, yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal. It was one trade deal. Yeah, one trade deal that for every time we move any kind of unit over there or vice versa, we're saving money on tariffs. We're saving, that's something that's going to positively impact our, our economy yeah. for years and years mm-hmm. and years to come. Yep. He's a lot tougher on countries. He knows how yeah. to play good poker face. He won't, he's not going to, so far what I've seen, he's not going to be the overbearing a-hole that everyone thought he was going to be and start wars with people. He's just a smart businessman. He has a great right. poker face. He knows when he's getting screwed, and he knows how to stop that. Yeah. I mean, he's, there's a lot of things he's done that I've agreed with, some that I don't have it necessarily, okay. but that's everybody. And actually, what's fun is we can actually touch on one of those. I have one that I disagree with, but we'll get to that a little later. Um, but... You, and you touch on a lot of the cool stuff, and, and uh, just for everybody's knowledge, we, we sat here in a bar for about 10 minutes before we started this, and uh, talked about what we might talk about, and of course, we've already gone off track, which is fine, that's perfectly fine, I like this, this is great, uh, but he did kind of cycle back to the trade war, and so we were talking about that a little bit, the phase one, uh, the phase one China trade deal. Now, I have to laugh at most of that, I got to, because a lot of people were like, yeah, like you said, Whatever, it's not a big deal. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you serious? The, the China trade war has been going on for, what, I, I, decades now. I, I even have that Thank information tied in summer. Thank you very much. And w- w- the funny part about that is it created more problems for us than it solved. You know, and now a lot of that is gone. Like we talked about, you remember I was saying about the, uh, the, the trade secret issue we were having, mm-hmm. where China was saying, yes, we'll trade... This comp- uh, with, with private companies here in America. We'll trade this product for your product, but we want your secrets as to how you make that product or you know, you know, whatever, and how you manufacture that. That's gone, but even if it is still there, it's now prosecutable. So he's, he's absolutely right. Devin, Devin's right on the money here with this. This is, this is great. The China trade deal is great. The USMCA, I mean, we kind of touched on that uh, uh, personally a while back. That's a great opportunity as well. Between the two, we're looking at almost, it's somewhere over a trillion dollars coming well, back. That and the whole Keystone Pipeline deal that was another really high Apple, debatable, yeah, yeah, yeah. debatable issue. Like that's going to bring, get our, for one, us out of the Middle East, which we have no business being. You know? I mean, <laughs> we're training guys, we're trying to fight a war that was created thousands and thousands of years right. ago before over religion. You right, know? right. We have no right to be over there except yeah. for the oil. Yeah. So if we can get the, our own oil pumping in through Texas, Canada, wherever else, it's going to get us out of there. And that's no, okay. Save us. You touched on a cool point, and I want to throw something at you to see your opinion. Uh, uh, after the now, you remember the whole Iran issue that, that Trump kind of he didn't start. I, he didn't. I actually have an entire three year rundown of you know, the Iran U.S. escalation. Uh, oh yeah. It, oh, God, what a mess. Oh, but. I forget what it was. They did something along the lines of attacking an oil field that, that had oh, some U.S. Yeah. people on it first. We did nothing about that. They shot down a couple of drones, which was the, that was the straw that broke camel's back, essentially. But there were so much. many things before that and, that and Trump was no the, one knows about. Right, and that, that, that attack you were just talking about, Trump actually planned a, 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 a retaliatory strike, but called it off because he didn't want the human losses. Oh, yeah, that's right, because um, uh, who was it? It was Pelosi and Schumer, I believe, who were in his office trying to get him to do that. They, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were yep, yep, that was it, and he didn't do right, it. They were right. all pissed off, and then when he finally goes and kills their leader... Then the Matt, he didn't say anything. 
Right. Right. Exactly. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, no, you can't. And you can't apparently make them happy. I don't get it. Um, but what's funny too is during the Iran issue, uh, uh, the, the the pullout uh, of our forces from from Libya. All of that happened, and everybody was like, "Well, he didn't really pull everybody out. He left people. Look at all this. Look at all those. Look at all the soldiers that are now in Saudi Arabia." So the information I have. Saudi Arabia actually paid nine over nine billion dollars to America to leave those and I don't know how many I can't remember how many soldiers are actually there now to help for just security. They are 100% paying for deployment. They are right. paying for our security. How do you feel about that as far as your opinion that we shouldn't be in the Middle East? If they're paying, what do you think? I think that's that's great then. I mean, we're getting money out of it. It's the same thing when Obama pulled started when we killed Osama bin Laden. He said, "Okay, we're going to pull troops out of Iraq and yeah. Iran at a record number of rates." Which he did. He pulled a lot of soldiers out, but he left a lot more in there than anticipated because mm-hmm. that's what you got to do. As soon as they know you're completely gone, they're going to ransack the place. Like that's just the way it works yeah. down there. It's not no, I'm you with can't, you. You can't fully withdraw anywhere without expecting some casualty or some kind of attack because it, they yeah. know we're not there. You remember? Oh no, you remember it came up on the news uh, once. Once he pulled out, <laughs> I have to laugh at this every single time. They freaked out. The Kurds. What about the Kurds? You know? And then they showed this video of just this horrid, you know, f- shooting and firing explosions and you know, guns and craziness going all over the place. And then it comes out the next day that that was a video from the year prior in a Kentucky range where there was just a fun range or something. So <laughs> now, now we're kind of diving into the media, okay? And I, 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 let's do that. Screw it. We're, we had a plan, everyone, uh, but we're drinking <laughs> beer, by the way, again. Uh, I'm drinking, okay, I, I do this quite a bit. I forgot to do this. Uh, tonight, I'm actually drinking what's called Zipline. It's a it's a beer out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Really good beer, actually. It's an IPA version, six point five percent. Kind of heavy on the taste, but I don't hate it. Doesn't leave a weird aftertaste like most IPAs do. Uh, I am, yeah, I enjoy this one a lot, man. Uh, he's drinking the Bud Light. Uh, assumptuously, most of y'all know what Bud Light is. I've got veteran buddies that listen to this quite a bit. And they were heavy drinkers. I remember this. I remember y'all drinking like crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, good beer. Um, but yeah, that's the that's sort of the what we've been doing lately. Like every time we we have yeah. one of these, we <laughs> yeah. But like work for me in high school, it works for me now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, nobody heard that, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> no, but uh, it was funny that uh, all of that happened, and I, I, I don't know the whole pullout issue that, that we had, and then of course they they just seemed to get mad at him because he's doing I don't know the right thing. I'm not really sure how that works. Like like when we got Soleimani, when when, when right. Soleimani was killed, of course everybody was pissed. The house was pissed. Why didn't we know about it? Well, of course we have two Muslims, and I'm not saying that they're involved. I'm not, but they have been questionable in how they act. Two Muslims in the House of, uh, House of Representatives right now. They're very sympathetic towards. Uh, those right. are, yes, they. So most of them liked Soleimani. Are you? Not only me. that, but they, the only reason they were mad is because they couldn't have made some scenario where if we killed him, it would have been Trump's fault and, mm-hmm. and it, it's going to spark some retaliation. It would have been something they would have tried to spun to where it was unsafe for Trump to go after him. Exactly. They would have, they would have mm-hmm. made something up to, for it to be his fault and, yeah. and putting us in danger after going. And it's and not the case. I agree. I see that quite a bit where they, they, they seem to want to just point the finger. Right. It seems to be more of the easy route for them. I don't know why. Um, Oh, I, I don't know why, but I have my personal opinions. I think a lot of this is just a power play. They don't want to see Trump get a W. Right. A lot of them don't. And that's okay. That's absolutely fine. Except when you do things 
in the detriment of our own, uh, 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 of our own country. Like it, it's causing problems within the United States. Right. Within the problem, should shut the fuck up. I mean, <laughs> it's it's so obvious in where they have a clear agenda that they hold high above morals. Um, what, what's best for our country? What's it, you know, a select few, not all yeah. Democrats are like that, but you know, the ones that are in real positions of power. Right. It's getting scary. I mean, just just the just the the motives they'll go to to get their way. The weird stuff that they do. Right. And you, it's all very questionable. Now, now we kind of skipped over it. I didn't mean to veer off as much as I did, but media. We we're just we we're getting ready to go to right, media. Right. So mainstream media has been. Oh, that's been a problem these last few years. On both sides. Oh God, and yes, and I can't say that Fox News because obviously I'm a I'm a Trump supporter. Uh, Devin seems like he's a, a Trump yep. supporter. We we you would think. Oh, they must watch Fox. No, we. I. I mean. I mean, I do, but just to catch up on current events, I watch just as much CNN as I do Fox. Too. So, I mean, so there you go. I watch get just as much news off Facebook than I do, <laughs> than I do TV. I mean, I, I, I listen to everything. I'll give everything a listen, and then I take my take what I've heard, and I try to make into sense in my own head of what I think's going Devin, on. Devin, Devin shares those dank ass political memes, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it, you're right. Uh, it's. The best way to do things, and this is now this is just how I do it. Uh, and it, tell me how you feel about this. But what I'll do is I'll, I'll watch Fox, I'll watch CNN, MSNBC, right. ABC, whatever. But it, it's just to give me an information as of what might be happening, and then I spend the time looking it up for myself. If you haven't noticed, around us right now is a bunch of paperwork, all different areas. Uh, uh, this one from a different website, this one from a different website, this one from a different website. These ones all different websites. I do some research. I like to because. Getting one point of view doesn't seem to have the broad picture that you would need to have current events. To put it this way, if you're, if you're one of those people that think you're safe only listening to the Democratic side of you or the Republican side of you and you only watch Fox or you only watch CNN, you're going to miss out on a lot of facts, a lot of statistics. Something in the middle. Right. They're, they're not going to tell you. Like I said, if you watch them all and just kind of use your own head and, and kind of compare, right. you, you, you're, you're going to get the most out of it. That's mm-hmm. the only way to do it. If you if you stick to one party and only watch what they tell you, you're going to get not necessarily lied to, but you're not going to get told the truth either. Yeah, see, I'm a, I'm a Republican all day, but I know that the Republicans can do stupid shit too. I mean, I'm sorry, right. they do. It's, if, it's, if Obamacare, for whatever reason, was thriving, even though it's not a thing anymore, if it was, <laughs> I mean, if, if that was the case that was thriving, you're not going to hear that on Fox News. No, you know, you're not. not. No, you're not. You're going to hear them complain anyway. Right. But... And that was a big if. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying that was probably a bad example. But, but. I mean, in, in, all, in all honesty, like, even if they, they would report it, they report negativity about it, but you would not see the Republicans attacking it. No, no. You would just see them saying, well, see, this is well, this doesn't work, or that both, doesn't work. Both sides are fighting, but one's not, in my, at least in my opinion, some people might see it differently, mm. one side is not nearly as petty and as, as childish as the other. Yeah, and, that, and that's sort of what I'm seeing, too. Um, it it kind of goes back and forth. It's sort of annoying. Now we can t- let, let's let's touch. I want to touch on a few things first. And this one's more. Geez, my paperwork's all jacked up. Everyone, sorry. Uh, this one's a little bit more uh, personal to guys like me and him, as we are smokers. However, we're both old enough, so this really doesn't affect us. But uh, you, uh, if y'all remember, I talked about this in December. It was the bill S twelve fifty eight from the hundred sixteen Congress. It was the the bill that was uh, uh, that prohibited any sales. Uh, of tobacco products to anyone under the age of 21. That sounds crappy, especially to people that were like, you know, 18 cigarette smoking or 19 smoking cigarettes, whatever. Now they can't, or can they? Again, I've had to explain this to a few people. 
S1258 only prohibits the sales to them. It does not say that you cannot uh, possess or consume. It has nothing to do with that. I'm holding the bill in my hand. Y'all hear that? Hear the paper? That's that's the bill. And the, it does not state that at all. Now, I understand a lot of people say things like, well, yeah, that's just the first step before they start, you know, the, the probable cause. And no, no, that's not how that works. Right. Because they have no proof. So, being that you're, you're a little bit younger than me, but it's, again, it doesn't affect them. What, how does this, what does this mean to you, this bill? Like, what, how does it affect, how do you think it affects our country? Just curious. I think it'll stop a lot of kids from, maybe not stop them. I mean, you're never going to stop kids. Kind of like the whole prohibition deal. Um, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're not keeping the cigarettes out of kids from under 18's hands regardless. But it's not something our country should be condoning, I think, as easily accessible and as much as we've been condoning it. Right, right. I mean, there had, what, what were you telling me? Was it that one couple weeks ago we were talking about this earlier? How many carcinogens are in a cigarette before you light it? It's around around 500. Right around yeah. 500 and jumps to what? Oh, God. Oh, it's, th- it's thousands. in the thousands yeah. now. I can't remember the number, but yeah. Ridiculous. Like, it's just not, not something I'm proud I picked up in high school. It's not something I wish I ever picked up in high school, but now that I do, and I have, you know, excuses are excuses. They're not good, but I work a 12-hour weekend shift job. It's kind of hard for me to get off right now, especially <laughs> with all my buddies going outside to smoke. Yeah. But... I mean, if I gave him the chance to do it over, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick one up. Fuck that. Yeah, right. I mean, oh, sorry about that, but you're good. You're good. I did it. I did it like three times now. But okay, so, and, and and you sort of see the point to it. So, and then the other part that I'm seeing too, and this is this is the social aspect of this, is that a lot of people, um, once this was enacted, Facebook blew up, and and I mean it was mostly eighteen to twenty, eighteen to twenty, getting pissed off that they can't smoke. Right. Do you not remember the plethora of commercials that were in like the theaters, uh, 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 Super Bowl, doesn't really matter where, commercials, the the truth.org, these people who were like, cigarettes are bad, cigarettes are bad, cigarettes are bad. We had decades of people telling us how terrible cigarettes were, and now suddenly, as soon as it becomes inaccessible to these younger individuals, well, that's wrong. What sense does that make? Does that make sense to you at all? Like, What? Not really. Like I said, I, it's just it's just one of those things that I mean, it it seems really cool. It's really easy to pick up. Everybody their dog does it in high school, so it's, <laughs> right? it's, it's just one of those things that I probably did see a dog or two smoking. A oh yeah, yeah I've seen some a lot of messed up stuff in my ears. But. <laughs> but yeah, and I, and I, and I laugh at that. I just I'm sorry I do. And the same people that are, that are that are complaining are the ones that don't aren't educated on the rights, but they they think it's unconstitutional. Oh, this is wrong. Oh, this is both. You know how much other crap's going on in our country right now that you should be much more concerned with, other than the fact that you can't smoke or can't buy a cigarette right now. Right, right. And and that's what's funny to me is is, is he mentions that I'm now pr- I I he. he he noticed it when I when I was here. I have a copy of my Constitution here all the time. I always carry it with me in my bag. Some it's, it, most of the time at work, it's in my truck. I'm not even kidding. But it, it, nowhere in this does it say, "Yeah, you have every right to buy whatever it is you want." I I've never seen that yet. So I'm right. confused as to why. I mean, sure, it's, it's, it's a basic freedom. I get it, and, I, and and I could understand that argument. Sure. And you want to make the argument you're old enough to serve our country but not smoke a cigarette. Then I get that. Like if you're overseas serving our country, I feel like they should, you know, they should be you should be grandfathered in. You know, like if you're well, here, if you're doing this for us, have a cigarette. Now here's but. some information for you. Just 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 as a craziness, like in in the United States, drinking age is 21. Can't can't legally purchase alcohol. Can't drink it till you're 21, right? I served, and the first, my first duty station was Germany, and I got there, I was 18, just turned 18, 
And oh, it was great because I was legal to drink. Why? It's called status forces agreement. So I'm allowed to do that because I live in that country. So technically, if a soldier was, you know, put in Germany or you know, deployed to Iraq, they can, they can smoke. But I sort of see the argument when they bring up the idea of choice. It's the freedom of choice, having the choice. But why is it such a problem to get rid of a choice that could ultimately kill you? That's that's right. I think my biggest issue with the complaining that happened with this this well, law. Same thing. Why don't let you drink when you're when you're. 18 or younger well, because everyone would do it and no one's going to have much of a choice mm-hmm. you know there's a few kids who wouldn't who would you know be, make the right choice that's few and far in between let's be honest right right everyone would be raging alcoholics by right. the time they're 22 yeah by yeah. the time they are able to drink they'd be blown out on it and, it, 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 it is, there is science behind the alcohol uh, the claim is that the, uh, the, the human brain uh, is maturely developed enough to be able to handle uh, uh, consumption of alcohol by your, by the age of 21. Now, I don't think that that necessarily is the same now as it was when the research has begun, which I can't remember the date. It was, right. I think, in the 60s. I think. Of course, that's just the average person, too. Everyone, yeah. right. I mean, <laughs> and that, some yeah. people who should just stay away from this stuff altogether. <laughs> I know a couple of those people very well. There's one or two. There's one or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, okay, so let, look, we can move on. Actually, what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a real quick break. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go consume some nicotine. But um, I, when we come back, I'm actually gonna talk to him a little bit about the Second Amendment. I'm gonna talk to him about abortion. That's a fun one. And uh, we're gonna even dive in a little bit on border security, uh, some more immigration policies we have in the, in the United States. So uh, please stick with us. Devin will be back with me. This is Politics with Tony. All right, we're back. This is politics with Tony. Uh, this is the this is the uh, special guest Megan. I'm here again with Devin. Um, we had to take a small break. Yeah, God, what, how how uh, how's that temperature outside? It's fucking freezing out. It's bitter outside. Uh, Bone chilling wind. It, it was Monday, wasn't it? Monday that it was like nice. So it was 70 degrees outside. Yeah, dude, I was walking. I had a t-shirt on. Yeah, I was, I, I was, was in a t- 70. It was like 50 degrees Monday, but still. Whatever day, it was just nice. Yeah. I remember this, and it was just ridiculous. And then it snowed Tuesday, like, ridiculously. And here we are Wednesday, it's still freaking cold. But, anyway. I kind of love that global warming. Yes, yes. <laughs> Climate change. We'll, 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 we'll go to Bernie. I, I actually forgot we wanted to talk about him. We, 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 we are going to talk about Bernie Sanders. Oh, this will be fun. But, first thing I want to talk about, since we just come back from the break, is the Second Amendment. I, now, I pull this argument... I pull this this topic out every single time I have anybody to talk to because this one is sort of a nonstop hot topic, especially for some reason right around election year. And of course, it still is. So the Second Amendment. So I I I, I want I want to read it to everybody, including you, from my actual Constitution and Amendment book. So the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's the Second Amendment, okay? So, with that, the Second Amendment being there, what does the Second Amendment mean to you? The, what it says, the right to bear arms, it does say small militia, but it doesn't say of the people's rights to bear arms. Right, right. Now, my... Okay, now, this is, this is, this is sort of more of a... A generalized, not generalized, excuse me, that's the wrong word, a, a, a more broad consensus for most people that I've spoken to about, you know, the Second Amendment. 
as far as people that actually like spend a lot of time in the Constitution. And what they say is the same thing I do, that the Constitution, the amendments are not there to give us rights. We already have them. You were born, you have that right. You have the inalienable right to free speech, freedom of press, freedom of religion, weapons, all that crap. It's to protect the rights. Exactly. This is to ensure that the government does not restrict those rights, okay? So this is more for the government than it is for us, because we already have it. So, my, now I have to ask this, because I asked the same thing to Terrence. He gave me sort of, now I loved his answer, but at the same time, he did give me sort of a good and bad answer. It was like, well, I like him, but I don't need him. But we do need him, but we don't need him. I'm like, oh, geez, okay, whatever. But the bump stock ban. Now, this one was enacted uh, uh, after the Las Vegas shooting in 2017. You remember that? That nasty? Yep. It was nasty. It was 12, there was 12 weapons that were found in the hotel room that had bump stocks. And of course, that, right after that, Trump was like, well, that's crap. And March 23rd, he, March 23rd of the next year, 2018, he banned bump stocks. Now, a lot of people, especially pro-gun individuals, like, you know, these guys that love, like, NRA and everything, they didn't see that as very constitutional. First, do you know what a bump stock ban, or bump stock is? It's one of those, isn't it, it's just a stock, basically. Doesn't it have some, somewhere along the line, like, it basically helps you continue to shoot right, fully it, on map. Exactly, there you I'm go. I'm not it, exactly it, sure what... It, it does not exactly change your semi-automatic into an automatic. No, what no. it does is allow for your no, weapon... To con your weapon, because it's basically how it goes, a semi-automatic, you know this, right. one trigger pull, one bullet. It uses the recoil to essentially push the weapon back into your finger to give you another fire. So it's just continuously, it's right. using recoil to continuously fire. That was banned. Now, does that sound like a arms, when it says to, to right to keep and bear arms, does that sound like a weapon to you? Now that's just... I'm just asking. Not very much to me. That's that's one of those things where, like, if you're a sports shooter and all that stuff, like, yeah, I, I could see how it'd be great as hell to shoot. But you also got to think about situations like this, where the Las Vegas shooter, where uh, a fully automatic weapon is a fully automatic weapon. Like you said, the bump stock's not going to make it any more less deadly or anything, but it does help you, you know. You lose so much. Now, I've got to say this because I've used a bump stock shooting before. You lose so much accuracy with it, it's ridiculous. And that, that a lot of that it comes with automatic fire. But my 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 opinion on this is that the bump stock is not a weapon; it is an accessory. Right. Therefore, banning it doesn't didn't ban any weapons. Right. So I, exactly, why is it such a problem? I don't think it is necessarily like just kind of like what you said. It's just it's one of those things to help you, and unless you're in the military or maybe a, a sports shooter, there's really no reason to have it. I mean, and, and okay, so now I go, I'll go with that. Now, the argument I usually push to anybody who says the same thing sort of that you did, I will say, well, does it matter what someone else needs something for? Not necessarily, no. I mean, that that's kind of goes along with the right to right to bear arms. You know, it's not specified. Mm -hmm. and, in, in reasoning, right, right. Right, and I do agree, like, not everyone's going to carry an AR-15 around. So no, the ones no. that are carrying them are probably going to carry them to do something with them, which... It's unfortunate, but if you take away everyone, I know we're not even on this subject of taking, you know, how they've been wanting to take everyone. Ban yeah, right, right, right. But you do that, all you're doing is taking guns out of the, the hands of licensed legal citizens. Right. I, I, the, the argument has popped up quite a bit, and I, I've stated it, I even stated it to Terrence, is, you know, they, they, they try to ban weapons, or ban guns. That's sort of essentially saying something like, well, we have a drunk driving problem, so let's ban all cars. Right. right. What? Are you, well, why? 
<laughs> that's stupid. The you argument know what I mean? people make to that though is, well, what are guns doing to necessarily better your life? I mean, cars are making it, you know, this, you know, we can be a lot more mobile, you know. Great point. But but and I'm not I'm not arguing this point. I'm just saying that's, no, no, that's it's great. It's, right, it's, right. It is still a point to be made. So then you can make it, and I would make the point. Well, what about that recent shooting in Texas, where uh, a gentleman came in to got mass shoot up an entire church and he was stopped dead in his tracks by a man with a with a pistol if one it, guy if it was a known statistic that out of every 10 people eight of them are carrying guns i guarantee you mass shootings would drop off almost completely um just your regular everyday shootings would drop at least probably 50 yeah, percent and um, carrying concealed kind of protects us from knowing who has what right and that I mean, you would you would think twice before if everyone's guns are taken away, what's going to stop a low life individual who's right. desperate from breaking into your house? Yeah. Nothing. They're not going to think twice. It was me and That's you. the only thought of fear that yeah. goes into their head. Do they have a big ass dog or do they have a gun? Now you have a law abiding citizen that would hand over his weapon immediately. They're, oh yeah, of course I got to give it up. But then what about that non-law-abiding guy that just says, screw it, I'm just going to get an illegal weapon and come in that guy's house and shoot him up. Right, or the guy that hangs out underneath the underpass who has nothing is going to walk in your house and shank you and take all your crap. And you got no way to protect. Right. I mean, you could probably protect yourself, but if you're, you know, like, and it's happened to me before where I've gotten, I've gotten, I was assaulted uh, uh, in Germany once, and I had a, I had a broke leg at the time. So I was running, running around a crotch, uh, a crotch, jeez, a crutches. <laughs> I said crotch, really? I'm uh, <laughs> <you were. laughs> I, I was, I was on crutches trying to walk around, and this guy just, you know, he, he knocks me over, beats the crap out of me, and takes, and I, I couldn't do anything. I'm like, I can't even get up. And that sucks. So it felt, that that's what this feels like. It feels like the crutches. If you take my guns, you are essentially throwing me on top of a crutch and you have me walk on the that. guy, I forget what monument he was visiting at the time, but it's happened multiple different occasions. I'll do it this time he happened to actually, it was a fatality, he ended up dying. Oh, jeez. But, um, yeah, I, f I think it was a Vietnam memorial he was visiting and a group mm -hmm. of group of teenage, I don't know if it was, Ant I don't think it was Antifa, but it was someone with those same viewpoints and basically, uh. you know, yeah, yeah jumped the guy and didn't mean to I don't believe but he ended up dying from his injuries well, that's the and there were five or six people there I mean tell me if he didn't have a gun well if you don't have a gun in that situation what are you going to do mm -hmm. there's absolutely nothing other than curl up into a ball and hope that a police officer nearby will hear you and that's, that's, that's it's so crazy to me you know you, you see some of these you know these, these democratic ad advertisements talking about you know you don't need guns you need to just wait on the police really how Especially, the hell am I supposed to do that the, all the sex trafficking and Nasty, just dirty crap that's going on. Like, oh, man. All I don't it takes wait. is all it takes is for someone to roll up, grab you, and that's that. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to wait. I, I, we have a daughter. Uh, my, my, my daughter is six. She, such a sweetheart, and she's very friendly, and she'll talk to anybody. And that's, it's, it's, it's a good thing, but it can be a negative uh, in a certain situation where there was somebody in a local, in the town I live in. He's a local who attempted to get her to come with him. Now, he's a known sex offender for doing exactly that. And she said no, which was great. I love her for that. That terrified me to no end. Terrified me because that right there tells me that these, these people... should be saying this on a live podcast, but that was my daughter. That guy wouldn't be around. I, you know, and <laughs> he's sitting in jail right now for other issues. But okay. that, the whole thing, that, that it scared me and yet pissed me off. And that, that's what told me... My, I need self-protection in my house. I need to protect my family. That yeah, right there. Teach her the right way on how to use a gun. Damn that way right. Shit like that happens. She knows what to do. <clears> and she when was to 
She was four years old. She fired my British 303. That's a, that's a basic 7.62 round. Yeah. And she she went out with me and shot it. Damn. It scared her, but she had fun. Yeah. And and that's it. I told her I was like, you're gonna learn how to use these because you are gonna protect yourself right. as much as I'm gonna protect you. You know. Right. And I I comes I, a time when you can't be there. All exactly. The time. She's out with her little friends and she's posting. Oh, we're gonna be here. Well, uh, it only takes some creep to see that on whatever the hell you know posing as mm-hmm. whoever. The, you know, to see that and meet up with her, and, and that's a, that, yeah, cause she sits on TikTok a lot. Kind of, yeah, that's one of those. <laughs> don't even get me started on that freaking thing. My sister has that too, and I tell her, if you're gonna do it, at least don't do it in your bathrobe. At oh least God, yeah, please don't. Or don't like there's location things on those things now. You can tell them where you're at. Like, yeah. Be, yeah. Anyway, good. rolling on into the um, the border crisis, which you were wanting to touch up on too. Yeah, that's we'll go all, there. Since I was talking about the whole sex trafficking thing, that's kind of a lot. Where I think a lot of that derives from. Not all of it, of course. You know, there's plenty of That's a big sick part, individuals yeah. here with their own problems. But personally, I think it's a cartel gig. I mean, if you think about it, who's going to get away with this crap more than anybody? Right. An undocumented immigrant coming in from across the border who we don't know these people. We don't know where they live. We don't know what they drive. We don't know who they associate with. We don't know where their, you know, exactly. place of origin even is. You exactly. Know? Once they grab the victim all they have to do is drive to a safe house yeah that's it yeah and so easy for them right right now yeah we can let's touch on border let's go there first so the the idea of border security right now now this became such a hot topic it always is during elections always Mm -hmm. the democrats the republicans doesn't matter who they use it on their political platform excuse me uh during their campaign as sort of a point to say this is what we're gonna do you know and <laughs> Historically, you don't see anything change. Right. You just don't, either, either side. But you all see him calling for border security. Of course they do. Every of course. one of them. But President Trump, well, at the time, it was just, you know, the, the, he was just trying to go, go for president. Donald Trump pushing for he's going to build the wall. That was one of his big things. Now everybody looked at that and went, that's just stupid. And, you know, I guess at face value, you'd probably see the same thing. He's going to build a wall. What the hell are they going to do? they got planes. Well... More research, digging in a little bit. Now, I, these are numbers that I just remembered. So, fiscal year 18. Now, this is just some information for you. Fiscal year 18, there were 397,000 illegal apprehensions at the southern border. And that was on foot trying to cross. 397,000. Now, what I, what I also noticed in that statistic was it wasn't just... Well, you would think Mexicans, you know. Oh no! No, no, no. We're talking Palestinians. We're terrorists. talking. Yes, there was Iranians. There, there was, was there was everything was in there. I seen like there was there was terrorists. Uh, what was it? Um, anthrax. They were sneaking through tunnels underneath the border. There you go. Which the wall was deep. I forget how deep it is, but it's uh, deep enough to twenty-five feet. Twenty twenty. You're gonna have to dig quite a bit to have some underground. Yes, tunnels. it's and gonna eliminate most of of the ones that are in place now. Right, and and that's what got me was that in the, the, the statistic that this this. Southern, our southern border is the most vulnerable and most known to be vulnerable right. uh, uh, border that we have. So, you know, you have, you have most of these leftists and Democrats calling Trump a racist because he's trying to build a wall. He thinks he, he doesn't like Mexicans. Do they not know this? I guess I don't know. But the other the other end of the argument was that people were saying things like, "Well, they're seeking asylum." Right. Right. Which is sad. It's unfortunate. But you just cannot assume that everyone's seeking asylum. Like well, you just first, and you're right. You can't because you are absolutely right. That's stupid to do. There are those seeking asylum. Mm-hmm. However, the problem is, and this is something. Uh, now I've watched uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. We know who she is. 
we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna skip past all the name calling that we we're about to do because <laughs> I saw it in both our faces. <laughs> but uh. she advocates for that open border. She thinks it's a great idea. My problem is is that she thinks that once they are in the country, they can claim asylum. Now, eight U.S. Code. Where is it at? Hold on. Let me let me make sure I'm getting this right. 1911, eight U.S. Code, 1325. That is the code that states if you illegally enter this country that's 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 it it's illegal you can't do that without the proper document the documentation you're illegal and you just committed a crime right that completely she misses that point every single time it's ever talked talk to her but if you're going to uh seek asylum it has to be it has to be at a point of entry it can't right. be you know, I'm, I'm in i'm in texas i'm hanging out you know i'm, I'm just gonna and, yep, and I mean, there's a lot of these people, the ones that are coming over here to work their asses off and make something themselves, even though I do I, I do believe that our process to becoming a U.S. citizen is way too hard, it takes mm -hmm. way too much time, and we need to reform that, and I'm, I'm all for that, I'm all for making the process to become a U.S. citizen easier, because it does, it takes a long time, like you can't just be anybody and become a U.S. citizen. It, it's hard, it's it hard, is. I agree. But in the same sense, uh, my dad runs a roofing company. Um, we have a lot of people from, most of them are from Guatemala, a couple of them from Mexico. And all of our, you know, crew leaders are all legit, have their paperwork. But there's a couple of the people that work under them that are, you know, kind of, yeah. not, their legal status isn't exactly what we, what we, what you would call legit. <laughs> and they'll, they'll, they'll be the first ones to tell you that they don't like the people crossing the border, that almost 60 to 70% of them aren't there to do this shit that they're doing. They're there to work for cartels whether it be selling drugs trafficking ms-13 or, or they're there to just like right or, or they're gang or they're yeah. there just to collect welfare and have no intentions of getting a job they don't like the people crossing the border like the, the ones that are here working yes. their ass the honest to god seeking asylum people that you're talking about they don't like 90 percent of the people crossing the border because they know what they're here to do right right now now it's funny you mentioned that, that was just, i'm sorry i shouldn't say that's just the people that i know but i i know a good a, a lot of people like that and every one of them has told me the same thing right right and now, now here's this is i'm just tossing this out as sort of like a, 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 a an advertisement for i guess a good co uh, a friend of mine in a way uh she she has her own webpage. Uh, on Facebook, the conservative Latina. If you look it up, I think you'd love her content. She's amazing. She's actually an, uh, an immigrant that came here and did did the whole process legally. She is one of the biggest Trump supporters you're gonna ever meet. She's amazing, and uh, she has her own movement and everything. She's uh, she's got she's on Patreon.com. She's an Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Love her to death. She points out so many awesome things. She's very good at what she does. Love her to death. If you're listening, Emma, we love you. You rock. Um, and she would agree that. You know, the, mostly, the, mostly the, 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 the Latin culture that comes here, the people that come here, they, they want to do it correctly. The ones that do it correctly yeah. don't like the ones that do it incorrectly. Right. And I completely see that. And, and, and the other thing I got to mention is, that, you know, with the, with, with the thought of everybody calling Trump racist for this wall and, you know, this border policy, is that do they forget that these border policies affect all borders and not just the southern one? Right. Like, that's what gets me. And now I did. Now I hate that I didn't write it down. I really hate it. But you know that there is a percentage of Canadians that are in jail for doing it. 
oh, in yeah. this country. I'm sure. Every country has had that happen to us here, where they've been deported back. And there's back. a fair share of Canadians who are in here to do gang gang crap or, or traffic <laughs> or just whatever. You know, it's not all them. No. Yeah. That is our most notoriously weak border. So, of course, all the people who are in here with ill intentions are more than likely going to use that border. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that that's the only bad crap going on. And they're the exactly. only bad people who want to get in our country. That's not the case. Right, right. And that is, the, that is I think, the point that... Trump knows this, the Republicans know this, that the southern border is our most vulnerable. I think the Democrats know this too, but it's easier to play him off as racist than it is to It is. Facts. It's not It's not their policy, so they're pushing. Right, yeah, right, right. right. And, and Like I said before, it's, it's all about their agenda. And I hate to you know to say this, but it, it's, it's becoming more and more obvious that, mm-hmm. that the, the state of our, our country isn't what's most important to them. No, it's not. It's more of just getting the next vote. I mean, vote. look at Nancy Pelosi's city herself. It is literally on fire. There's people... You can't use the plastic straw, but but her streets are flooded with needles. But she's way more concerned with trying to get Trump out of office than doing something about fixing that yeah, God-forbidden yeah. city. Right, right. That you have, you have, you know, Pelosi that runs, what is it, San Francisco, and they're, and, you know, yeah. they're, they're shitting all over the, the, the streets and Trump all that. Trump has done more single-handedly for her state probably... Probably in his, what, three and a half years of, of, well, more than three and a half, but years of presidency than she has her how many years of being... I think it's over 30. Over like she's 30. She's been in, yeah. in, in, in politics over 30 years and... But yeah. I, mean, I mean, how long has she been, what is it, she's senator? She's a house, she's a house uh, speaker. Yeah, she's, she's number, number she's number three in line, so there's, uh, there's Trump, Pence, then Pelosi, which right, right. scares the ever-living shit out of me, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but still, she's been for speaker for San Francisco all that time. Right? Yeah, she's, she's been, she's, she, well, she was a representative for the San Francisco area. She was voted in as a house speaker. Yeah. Mm, this is, I don't think this is her first term, though. I can't no, remember, to be honest. All that time, it's just, it's just weird to me that that's the Dems, one of their heroes, you know, her, AOC, Maxine Waters, Ugh. what have you, yeah. But she's been in there all that time. What does San Francisco look like? It's one it's of destroyed. the worst cities. Well, you and have you have LA. It's probably a little worse. You have well, LA is worse and it's been worse though. Oh yeah, but that's, yeah, right. That's that's going back for whenever, how long, you know? Right, but, right. But San Francisco is one of the most notoriously worst cities, even for its population. Like their cities, less pop or more populated, or sorry, less populated that are. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Sorry. No, more no, no, pop- you're good, you're good. More, more populated that are far worse. Right, right. And, and what's funny to me, and I got to mention this, I got to, was uh, uh, the, 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 the minority whip in the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, is a representative of the Bakersfield area. You ever look at the Bakersfield area, which is really close to all these other districts in, in California? Right. Bakersfield's a clean city. It's actually kind of yeah. nice. I'm it's like, a notoriously clean city. So how the hell you have McCarthy, a Republican, running that one, but then you've got these Democrats who claim that they are for the people and that's what they're fucking doing. And that's what bothers me. So the other, the other point I was making, too, is we have all these... That's what I was trying to touch on, too. I'm sorry. I, I had a total brain fart there. I was going to say there's cities far with way more population in San Francisco than doing far more better than San Francisco. Right, right. No, I got no, you. I got I, you. I was, we're with you. We're, yeah. we're, we're with him. It's the alcohol. He's drinking Crown now, everybody. Yep. yep. Shouldn't <laughs> but, have made the switch to whiskey. There you go. But the uh, the other point I wanted to make was that you know we have these, these pedophilia issues oh. coming out of Hollywood, right? Do you know who is the... Uh, the, the representative of the Hollywood area, Adam Schiff, yeah. who has pictures of him with people like Epstein, who didn't kill himself. 
Um, you know what I mean? Like this is this is the, this is the yeah. sort of things I'm seeing. Like it's Hollywood's destroyed. It's sick, man. That's a lot more worse than anybody ever imagined. Like I'm not even with all the conspiracies. Just listening to some of them and and looking about what's going on in our history, you can't deny that there's a lot of nasty, sick crap going on in Hollywood. Let, let, you don't have to believe everything because I don't. I hear a lot of stuff that I'm on the fence on, but yeah, it's scary and it breaks my heart just well, to think about all the. Let, let's poke stuff. at that. Just 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 one question about it. Right? The Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein yeah. uh, recently found guilty for the disgusting bullshit he was pulling. How does that? How do you feel about that? And what do you th- what do you see coming from it? Um, I'm just hoping that a lot more comes about of it. Honestly, I'm hoping and I'm praying that that's the only reason a lot more names haven't been named in the Epstein case is just because they're trying to get everyone involved and do it the right way the first time. Yeah. But it's kind of pissing me off to be honest that, that we haven't heard more about right, it, you right. know, about all that. You can't tell me he had that whole system going and he was the only one. No, no, I'm with you. Absolutely. He had people like what was it? Bill Clinton had a two hundred over two hundred flights on his jet. Yeah, um, no, yeah. I, I don't know the number, but he it was, it was way more than he it was way more than he should have. I'm not. I don't know the exact number either. <laughs> but it was definitely over two hundred. Okay. I believe two hundred thirty something. Okay, okay. Well, all right. So, and, and that's what's sad to me is that there's a lot of cover up going on in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and these are the same people who are trying to tell us how to think, how to feel, how to vote. And and I say the same thing. Uh, about like Chris Evans and we mentioned this on my last podcast where Chris Evans had said you know Trump's a piece of shit well you didn't say that but it was something similar to it he he doesn't like Trump and I think that you know famous people should not be using their fame as a platform to push any sort of opinion politically and that includes Kanye West who loves Trump I don't think he should do it either because the way I think about it, maybe the way you think about it, they're rich enough that no matter who's the president, Republican, Democrat, they might not like his policies, it's not going to matter to them. If you really don't like the president, you have enough money, you can leave the country for four years, come back when you like somebody. Yeah, and right like, now in a state of the country, is like we've got people like Kim Kardashian who's held up as an amazing woman and you know some of these smart kids that are coming up with great ideas that are not even heard of. Right. And, and, that, and, and so you have these famous people who have influence, and I'm sorry in a way that kind of dumbs down the American society and like they're using that Greta Thunberg like, oh god she, she's passionate about climate change and she's passionate about doing something about it but she has she actually done something about it no does she, she actually have any plan to do anything about it no she's some little girl who's famous for crying on the internet and being all passionate which it's great you're passionate about it it sucks that, that you know the world's coming to what it's coming to but it's Climate change isn't what you think it is. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And I swear, right. she, all she is is a spokesperson for people I feel that like are higher. I feel like she was handpicked. I think so she I, was, I, too. I, so that's one of those things. I'm not going to get too into this conspiracy theory, but I think she was handpicked. Yeah, using kids. Yep, yep. Okay. So we're going to we're gonna skim a little bit here, just kind of jump ahead, because we're almost done, everyone. But I, I definitely want to talk about abortion. Now, this is something I bring up to any Republican or anybody that comes on here really uh is is just abortion so abortion we all know what abortion is and it's not awesome at least in my opinion um however i do see the need for it in specific instances now yeah i could i could break that down all day but i'm gonna spit out a bunch of numbers real quick just to give it to you okay and this is all just just to kind of help you mold an opinion okay uh in 2016 the more this is, a, this is the most recent study that I've found, um, and since the laws haven't changed at really at all since 2016, this is pretty relevant. Uh, so in 2016, 623,471 abortions were, uh, were performed, uh, and that's in the United States. Now, uh, the two, the two uh, places I looked was CDC and then Guttmacher uh, Institute, uh, and they did a big study on this. 
Um, now here are uh, oh, and BMC. BMC is the other one that did quite a bit uh, for uh, this research. Now they did. It's a women's health organization. Now they actually broke down reasons for abortion uh, by, per, by by percentage. So here are the percentages: forty percent for financial reasons. They think they, they may not have had enough money, stuff like that. Thirty-six uh, percent uh, said timing. It's just bad timing. It's not a good time in my life. Thirty-one uh, percent partner-related reasons. Uh, bad partner, he's not around, something, you know. Uh, and then 29% interfere with the care of other kids. They may have other kids and they thought they didn't, they just wouldn't be able to handle more, you know. Um, now, Guttmacher did show that 1%, 1% of abortions performed was due from rape, less than 0.5 due for in incest. Yeah. Now, my view on, 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 on abortion, and we have spoken about this on podcasts before, is that abortion... Wrong. I, I don't like it. I'm with However, you. I see the need in specific instances, and the last two that I named were two really good ones: rape, incest, and endangerment of the mother. Those are the three that I see as far as that. On that is understandable to me. The rest of it, mm, I have a hard yeah, time with because that is they're, they're now using a choice beyond a choice that they should have made before, which is not have sex. So. How do you feel about what I've just read as far as the abortion issue? Um, I, like I said, I, I feel like you do personally. I would never get one under really any any circumstance. Well, no, you don't have a uterus, but well, well <laughs> never have my partner get one. Even like you, you get what I'm saying. I had to do it. I'm sorry, I had to do it. But no, you're right. Okay, okay. Continue. But, um, that being said, I do. However, I feel like there are a lot of crappy people in this world. People who probably shouldn't be having kids. That being said, I know the whole adoption thing is, is an argument, but it's proven to not work or work, but not have enough, you know, way too many kids, not enough parents. Right. Um, I think that if two consenting adults want to, and they want to pay for it is a big thing. This should not be uh, Planned Parenthood is a, a, their own deal, and they want to pay for whatever, but not coming from the U.S. dollar. If they want to, two consenting adults want to have it, there's no grandparents that want to keep the kid nothing like that I mean the kids and it's sad to say literally unwanted by his family if you want to go ahead and do it pay for it whatever the world's overpopulated I think it's sad I think it's wrong but it has to be within two months there should be strict see I was going to ask that that's awesome I was going to ask what do you think that's, a compromise? that's sick to do late term right. unless you absolutely have to to save your mother's yeah, life up to birth in New York right now yeah, that, and that's I believe sick. now also Illinois but I might be wrong and people don't think that there are people who would do that just to go make a point there are there are sick people who would let a baby grow inside them just for the fact of having the pleasure oh. to well, eradicate that, uh, it by the time it's in there's just to prove a point and yeah. just discuss people and I and, and, and actually I discussed this with someone I actually read this on a, a sub a subreddit um, online once and it was a an entire thread of people who uh, get off sexually because they they, uh. they, 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 they the, the guy will impregnate the woman and then they'll wait a little while and be pregnant for I don't know three, four, five, six months and then get an abortion and do it again and yeah. they enjoy it because it sexually arouses them Holy shit. People like that should be rounded up and <laughs> taken to a fire range. <laughs> I mean, I, I have tolerance. I'll, I'll talk to people, but that's something that I don't. That's I mean, just that's, insanity yeah, to me. So I, and that is where I think I see my biggest problem. If abortion was an argument that people wanted to make as in it should be a right, fine. That, what I just talked about, is something that is ruining it for them. Right. Because I'm sorry, you can play it off as... 
this might be a need. But I should not see women that get it there be happy about it. There is already a bill in place saying that if you're right, right about to deliver a baby and holy crap, the umbilical cord's in a weird, odd place. So if you pull this baby out, it's going to rip, you know, something it's, it's out gonna of hurt. your wife. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to kill your wife. That case, okay, it's sad, it's yes. sad, but you got to do it. But there's already a bill in place for that. There's no need, absolutely, whatsoever for this late-term bill. And maybe maybe that's, I think, a point that us on the right think, is that like, if, if you wanted to have some sort of decent debate on abortion and why it could be an important issue, right. you shouldn't have so many people happy to fucking do it. Right. That is the biggest I don't want to see smiles. That, that petty shit. They're doing it because they know it pisses us off. They know it completely disgusts us. So and, it, it is. And they, 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 some of they them are like, it's empowering. It is nothing empowering oh. about taking a life of a child who had never had a chance ever. Now, we talked about this before we started this podcast where I had said that, you know, the adoption thing was an issue. And I read how many times and how many web pages where there was 10, 15, 20, 50, 30, 20, 15. Every single one of them had different lists of people who became rich or famous yep. that began as an adopted child. So... My opinion now, after reading quite a bit of this, you're really telling me that the adoption system, which, yes, does not work that great. However, that is a chance. Yeah. Abortion takes all that chance away. I get why, that. Why, why, why can't we at least give them a chance? And that's, maybe that's where I'm at. Maybe that's where I sit is, yes, I can understand health reasons. Yes, I can understand rape and incest. Those are terrible. But why are we taking the chance away? It's... it's like I said, personally, I don't agree with even giving that chance. I wish that everyone could come to terms with it's just wrong to kill a baby. But unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. So if that's what we got to do to at least meet them in the middle, and if that means they start meeting us in the middle on some other issues, right, right, right. that's also another thing that goes into it. So be it. We'll come. But you got to learn compromise. And, it's and not right. It's not fair. Like, I don't care. Personally, for me, conception is when it becomes a baby. Personally, to me. Even though scientifically, yeah, I understand it's just a clump of cells, whatever. But still... To me, that's where it becomes life, and I won't touch it personally ever. Yeah. But, like I said, if, if you're, you're – now, her body, her choice, old crap. If the man who had just as much to do with making that baby than the woman did wants any part of that baby's life, he gets it. You have to – Right, you know, right. And, then, and that's the thing, too, is right now there is no law in place that no. states that a woman has to have his consent. No. So then my, my, my argument on that end, too, and this is – it reaches a little bit, but why is it that then afterwards the men are forced without choice to pay – Child support. No, that's that's wrong. You I, know, I, I, that, that should be something agreed on. If we're yeah. going to agree on abortions or not, then we should agree on a child support or not. And I, I, I mean, I'm I'm a victim of child support. I'm, I pay seven twenty a month currently for what? I, and I'm okay with it because I know that my 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 daughter is supported and she's happy. The mother, although we disagreed on things, she is a good mother and she has been taking care of. So I can't. I don't ever the talk whole child support thing if. The father doesn't want to have anything to do with the baby's life, then, I mean, and the mom does and wants to go ahead and raise her, then, yeah, he should be. I do think, however, they exaggerate the cost of living a little bit. I'm not saying it. I, yep. I, I think it's a little ridiculous. And for two, the father should every have, have, have every right to at least, I don't know, once or twice a month, call social services to go in there and make sure that money that he's spending is going toward the children. Right. I okay. think there should be a little stricter well, regulation. On now, that. what's funny is I actually talked about this to somebody. We're like, what about a system? Now, now we're moving we're moving from abortion into child support, obviously, but <laughs> and that's okay. But I I suggested this to someone. I said, okay, so with child support, let's say I'm Come paying me one more beer. Uh, yeah, here. Well, okay, I'll tell you what. Let me. We're gonna take a break. We we'll get another beer, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is Politics with Tony. Uh, I 
I guess I kind of forgot the idea that we're at a bar, so it's a little harder for us to just go grab a beer. <laughs> so we, we needed to go get another drink, but we're back. Now, let me just jump back into this. Uh, I was kind of discussing the idea of um, uh, child support, and I had brought this up to somebody. Now, this is just a random thought, okay? What if, now, now this is, again, just, just an idea. Each of these, each of these uh, places that may have, um, I guess where you would buy like groceries or clothes or stuff for the child. Uh, there's a program, not me, a, a system put in place to where uh, the recipient of the child support gets a card that can only access those places. Sure, like an EBT card. So it's forcing them to use that child support in ways that actually supports the child. That'd be good. Because I think one of the biggest problems that we have in America is that the women, and this could be men too, so I, I can't just point at women, I'm sorry. But the individual that receives the child support doesn't always use the money for child support. Or never intended to. Exactly. So I, what, what do you think of that? Do you think that might, I mean, no. it would be a difficult system to put in place, but what do you think? I think it'd be a very good, just like, it'd be kind of the same thing, like a lot of conservatives want to do the same thing with welfare recipients. Like, we should at least know where that money is going. Yeah. You know? I, and there's nothing wrong with that. I have to get drug tested to have a job and support my family yeah, yeah why shouldn't someone who's getting free money what's the difference what, exactly. right why right. why do we treat why we give them special treatment i hear you i hear you okay so I, and i, I t- we touched on this a little bit earlier and i want to make sure that we went back so we're going to skim completely away from all that fun stuff and go uh oh yep we got we got people playing pool here so. we um we talked earlier about the things that trump did good and then the things that maybe trump didn't do great and so I wanted to touch on one of the points that I thought I didn't like that Trump did. Uh, I still support Trump even after this, but it irritated me. He attempted to repeal the Johnson Amendment. Now the Johnson Amendment, this is just information for you, is the idea that the, the separation of church and state. So you don't have the church with their hands all in politics. Yeah. Uh, uh, with that though came tax exemption. So the tax it was a tax exemption amendment uh, 1954, Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson was the one that actually was the one that wrote it in and signed it later. Uh, they, they, now here's the thing is that it, it, t- it talked about who can and can't contribute to political campaigns and that, 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 that sort of pointed towards religion, right? Yeah. The repeal of the Johnson Amendment was because Trump thought that God needed to be back in our country. Which I, I, again, freedom of religion I'm okay with. It's, it, you got to do what you got to do, and that doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. The problem with the repeal on that amendment is now churches have the very capability of anonymously donating to campaigns. And that, to me, seems exceedingly biased considering who has, who has whose backup. Now, I understand. I can say this all day. <laughs> you talk to Democrats as far as you know, citizens, most of them... They don't really care much right. about religion as right. far as like conservatives that do. But how do you see that playing out? Because I don't One like it. question, just because I'm asking you because I don't know. Uh, corporations, are they allowed to... Not anonymously, but they can. See, then I don't know about the whole anonymous thing. I think it should be up front and open. But I don't see why not. I no, no. They, yeah, they're not. They, they, are not, they, they, they can't can. anonymously. 
They, they can't. cannot. Anong, yeah. Churches can't. No, the the churches can't even it, it, with the Johnson Amendment in place. They can't. They can't do anything. Donate at all. I get that. I get that. But what Trump's trying to do is make it so they can. And they can do it anonymously. If that goes away, anybody can anonymously. Okay. Um, I think everything should be out front, no way. Everything. No Truthfully, what it is. yes. I, I, because you want to know who's blacking who. You want to know how much they're giving. It helps you give. That way, when this crap happens, we're like with the Epstein thing. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. He was giving a lot of money to this person. We're finding he was caught up in this. Right. Why was he giving so much money? To, it's just a lot of things you can tie up and put together. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what's frightening part about this too. It's. I hate to do it because this is, yes, a slight end on the conspiracy side, but with the massive rise of pedophilia issues that we've been seeing, not only within like Hollywood, but within politics. All, all around, here in Nebraska, I mean, it's ridiculous. You, you have, you know, uh, Christians, or, 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 or the, the, the church that might donate to these, you know, some of these individuals that might advocate for that later. Yeah. And that freaks me out. I'm sorry, I'm not saying that it will happen. No. I can't no. even say that it's going to happen, but I can say that it, it's something I keep in mind. Yeah, I mean, we, can, we, don't, we can't even know for sure that it's not happening right now. Exactly. So, I, that is the one nasty yeah. thing that I don't think I like to try to I didn't think about that, but I, I guess I see it. I just think that everyone, no matter who, a corporation, person, individual, should all be laid out right. and open. Now, officially, he didn't get it repealed. He attempted to, and in, in some ways he did, but it's still an act. Uh, uh, Supreme Court, I, I think, ruled against it. Which Are is churches allowed fun. to donate non-anon? Like Currently, they can't. I, I don't think that's right at all. I mean, why? If, if a corporation can't, why can't, you know? Religions, well, in my opinion, religions have a bias. You, you would see, now... Obviously, with Trump doing it, it makes it kind of funny. But with with religion, you would see most of the money heading towards the conservative end. Right. And but that what about what like about the Muslim religions? Most of them would probably have to go Democrat. That's very true. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of angles to look at there. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different religion. religions that view a lot of different viewpoints. All right, all right. Well, I guess I could see that. I guess I could see that. But then there, right there. I'm just of the opinion that telling any group of people that they can't give money well, to... Well, the reason they can as well is because they are not... They are exempt from paying any taxes. I didn't, th I didn't think about that. That's the other thing. That's the yeah. other side of this, 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 this fun little... I mean, more fundamental aspect of it. But yeah, I guess I get that. I, I, think, that. I think that if they don't pay taxes, then they shouldn't be paying anything no. to anybody. Yeah, that's, you shouldn't be giving money sure, away if, if you're not even paying for I get that. If I you want to help the, 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 the community in which you're in, right. absolutely, because right. you're getting the money from them anyway. Right. But yeah, but the tax exemption, I think that's actually, that makes a lot of sense. Kind if of they're, a conflict of interest almost. You can get I, there. Get, I get that. Yeah, I can see that. I guess now we see... I didn't see that. See, now see... Everybody that was listening just now, we both learned something and we both came to an agreement while debating. This is something we've talked about on my other podcast where debating is something that needs to be... No, you said churches. That doesn't... Chur uh, all religion? Religion. Okay, okay. Religion, yeah. I'm on board. Though. But no, I mean, like, with debating, it just needs to be... You need to be able to understand the other side. You can't, no. you can't think that you're, what you're thinking is the only way to think try to push that's not a debate you right. know when we're not well, well this is what i think that's why our country's in the state it's in because right. no one will compromise because no one even begins to understand the other side's viewpoints right and that's and i hate it and, and now now we're getting a little bit more personal talk here but whenever i debate with people um, a lot of them don't like to debate with me. people say they don't want to but because they they always tell me that like we always have something to back it up but is, is that so wrong 
that is part of the debate, having right. the information. You came into here, you came in, you came into the bar and sat down and saw I had nothing but paperwork laying out on this freaking bar table. I like being educated on what I'm talking about. And that I think irritates some people that debate with me. Some people are too damn prideful and just like, you know what, I didn't know that aspect. Now knowing that aspect, I might change my opinion. A lot of them, even though they might feel that way. They don't want to change. Right, they're not going <laughs> to tell you that. They're just going to get mad at you. That's right, right, right. get the pettiness, I, I believe anyway, I believe that's where all the pettiness is coming from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Party. And it's, because it's, we got a guy in here who's done crap that no other politician's really done before, at least in the time frame he's been given. Right, I mean, right. He's been getting crap done. I mean, it's kind of like, okay, you're, you're doing your job for so long. A new guy comes in and just does a completely different way, the way you never would have thought of doing it. And, no, I'm okay, thank you. Okay. Yep, okay. yep. And he is just crushing it, you know? I mean, it, it would infuriate you, right? Like, right. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to... I think that's where a lot of the pettiness comes from the other side. Mm -hmm. He's getting stuff done that was previously thought not possible. Well, I mean, you had Obama that actually stood in front of, and I've, I've watched the video a couple times, a lot of times, for a laugh. Oh, how's he going to do it? He's, he's, he's going to have a magic wand, and then literally because he's, he claimed that, that Trump wasn't going to get it over 3, was it 3.5 or 3%, and the GDP went up over 4.1. Didn't Obama override Congress's vote for Obamacare? I, I thought he said something along the lines of, I have a pen and a paper and I'll get it done. I think, because I do believe Obamacare initially did start with an executive order, but I don't know, right. I don't remember 100%. I'll have to get back with you on that. That's it, was, it was a big, I know it was something big controversy, something that was very controversial, something that definitely should have been voted on that he just executive ordered. Well, what sucked is that Obamacare and all that political fun started while I was on my fourth deployment. So I didn't catch quite a bit of it. And I was in high school, moving my brains out, so I didn't. Really, I, mean, I, knew, I knew about it, but I wasn't definitely. Wasn't yeah, I, I was. I was trying to get shot at. You were trying to get higher or drunker, or whatever. <laughs> hey, we're but trust me, we're both been in those positions. But no, I, I don't really have anything else. I gotta tell you, Devin, it was really great having you on. Uh, great being here. It's it's nice to have somebody that'll. That has a lot of decent opinions and something that can somebody that can listen. Terrence does a great job too, so I'm not saying anything against him, but it's just nice. You're just when, saying I'm better, Terrence. Yeah, Terrence, if you're listening, Devin was better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was good. It's good to know that uh, uh, you can you can talk and debate with somebody, right. and then and then them understand that side of it. Now, if, I, if we can get both sides to do this, we that's the biggest step to becoming a normal nation again. Yeah, and, and that's something that we all need to work on. So, Sadly, like, I think we're a ways away from I, I, I advocate it quite a bit on these podcasts. If you're going to debate, be educated, but be able to listen. And for fuck's sake, let's stop belittling everybody. That's the most ridiculous thing that I think I see as far as debating. It's like, well, you're just a bigot. Over it in a now someone comes out and says something obscenely racist or obscenely you know offensive, then yeah, attack them. I, I think the next time that we have, we do this together, we we are going to touch heavily on that First Amendment because I've got a lot to say about it. We ought to have somebody in with a different viewpoint too. Someone who's that's what I, well, I want. I, I do. Someone who's not going to get red in the face and you know prideful and not call us names straight off the bat there was a there now i'm not going to say any names but there was a there was a uh a, a bartender here that during the impeachment i stopped and i had a few beers and she had asked me a few questions and of course we debated back and forth and she got nasty towards the end just because she thought that you know trump was guilty and i, I threw information and she didn't like it and got mad at me twice actually uh so it's 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 just ugly that people want to get ugly for no reason so 
uh, uh, like you all heard during this, you know, there were times that we didn't actually 100% agree, but we did talk it through, and that's the whole point. So please, yep. everybody, this is Devin. Uh, again, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, here shortly, I've got another segment where I'm going to probably the more educational end. Uh, and then, of course, Tony talks. We gotta, we gotta throw that out there. So I've got some stuff coming up. But anyway, uh, we'll be bringing you back, Devin. We appreciate your business. Having you, having you come on it was great. I appreciate being here. All right, guys. Well, we'll be right back. This is politics with Tony. All right, welcome back. This is politics with Tony. Uh, that little segment with, with Devin was pretty fun. It's different to do it in a bar setting. You know, of course, there's a lot more interruptions and everything. So I apologize for that. But uh, this podcast, my, my, the idea of my podcast were more of, you know, just, just I'm, a, I'm a regular Joe. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nobody. I'm just a guy that understands, you know, and, and likes to do research and likes to talk politics. So it's, it's, it's fun for me to be able to do this in settings to where there are interruptions. There are you know, changing environments around us. They're, 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 I make mistakes uh, uh, earlier, and I want I want this to be stated. Uh, during the Devon uh, the Devon segment, I had said about the pullout of Libya, and I definitely meant Syria. <laughs> so I apologize. That was a I was talking about Syria, not Libya. Yeah, I don't know how to mix that up. I don't know. Beer may have been involved. I don't know. But anyway, um, but I just I, I love the fact that that's sort of how these podcasts are. It's more of it's more personal. It's I'm gonna make my mistakes. I don't speak correctly all the time. I stutter. I, I say uh a lot. You know, and I, I try to work on that through through these podcasts. I've actually seen and heard the improvements. But again, I'm gonna work on it some more. But that one was a fun one. It was definitely different to do in a bar setting. Uh, but I did enjoy it. I had a few people that were watching from a distance, like wow, look at these guys. You know. So anyway, uh, this segment, like what I talked about earlier, I want to kind of do it on the Second Amendment just to give you guys an idea as to what the Second Amendment is. As simple as the small bit of it in in the Constitution looks, it's complex. It's complex because of the the back and forth, you know, polarity on, you know, you know support versus discord for, for that, 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 that amendment. So we'll, we'll discuss it here in a little bit. Let me just, I'm gonna light up another cigarette, why not? And Yes, I've got more beer, so that's got to be a thing. So let's just dive right in. Second Amendment. We all know what the Second Amendment is. It is, it is the, it protects the individual right, the individual right to, 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 to keep and bear arms. Now, I've stated this quite a bit, and I, and I want people to understand that there are reasons why I say this. I've stated it many times that uh, the Constitution, Bill of Rights, the Amendments, they are not there to give you rights. They're not, they're not, it's not a, a document saying you now have these rights. Uh, the document assumes that you already have the rights and this document restricts the government from taking those rights. So even if there's some change made in the second amendment, my right didn't change. It's just how they can restrict it that could be changed. And that's still problematic, obviously, but uh, that's come. I'm very pro 2A, just so we all know, I am. Um, and I, I, I see, I, I understand that it is, it is my right to own a weapon. Period. It is. That's just what it is. Now, some a little bit of background. Uh, District of Columbia versus Heller. 
uh, which was back in 2008. It was a Supreme Court case. It was actually for the first time affirmed that the rights belong to the individuals uh, for self-defense in the home. While also including um, that the right isn't limited and does not preclude the existence of certain long-standing prohibitions, such as those forbidding possession of firearms by felons mentally ill, or restrictions on carrying of dangerous and unusual weapons. So, I mean, literally, like, yeah, it, it's, I hate that it took until 2008 for more of the Second Amendment to come out, but, I mean, they can't, they can't, we, of course, we, we have the, the, we have the restriction of maybe owning weapons that are, like, some monstrous laser beam, you know what I mean? (laughs) I I mean, obviously, I don't know, I'm just using it, sharks with laser beams attached to their heads, you know, obviously, that probably isn't something we need to own. Uh, I, I can't just judge on, you know, the needs of each individual, so I won't do that, but really, sharks with laser beams, you can get a handgun, it'll do the same damn thing, I don't know, but the Second Amendment has been argued for, 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 for decades, it's been an issue for decades, um, shit, longer than that, um, some of the some of the information on the Second Amendment, okay? So first, December 15, 1791, uh, is when it was ratified as part of the Bill of Rights, which is great. It's cool. So it's been in place since 1791. And uh, now there are a lot. Now what's fun is there are a lot, and I mean a lot, of Supreme Court rulings that do kind of align with the Second Amendment. The big one, and this is where I get a lot of this is where I've this is where I've got that whole you, know, you have the right already sort of thing. Uh, it's United States versus uh, I never could say this name right. Croix Shank. <laughs> it was 1876, the Supreme Court case in 1876 ruled that the right to bear arms is not granted by the Constitution. Um, it's actually granted, like I said, it's inalienable. Uh, neither is it in any manner dependent upon that instrument for its existence. The Second Amendment means no more than that it shall not be infringed by Congress and has no other effect than to restrict the powers of the national government. No other effect, like I've been saying. Supreme Court ruling said exactly how I feel about it. And that was back in 1876. That was a whole hundred years after after the Declaration of Independence was signed. So, there it is. Uh, now there's some other rulings that were fun. Okay, so like the United States versus Miller. Uh, uh, 1939, the Supreme Court ruled that the Second Amendment did not protect weapon types not having reasonable relationship to the prevention or efficiency of a well-regulated militia. Again, pretty sure it does not have uh, to protect a weapon like a laser, a shark with a laser beam. I'm using that as a terrible example, but that's just the idea of it. Now, most of us that are pro-2A, we do understand that the idea of a well-regulated militia and the, and, the, and, the, and the weapons used to have that would be like a, a decent AR-type weapon. Uh, when I say that, I mean like AR-10, AR-15. Uh, good handguns. Now, the argument is, is back and forth all the time. The argument that I always hear is that the left says, well, what do you need? What do you need that for? What do you need this for? You don't, you don't have to hunt with that many rounds. It's not just for hunting. There is nothing in the Constitution that says anything about hunting. There's nothing There's nothing in my inalienable rights to say that that's the only reason I want a gun. I could, I could want a gun simply to blow holes in my basement wall. 
but that's my right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's just dumb. But that's the point. It is a gun. I have not done anything in my life that has made me a felon. I am not mentally ill. Well, I mean, at least from the professional stance, I'm not. <laughs> it's, and those are the two big things that do restrict you from purchasing weapons. That, which is hilarious to me, uh, uh, was one of the District of Columbia. That was the D.C. versus Heller Supreme Court case. What's funny is that Trump, like I talked about before, when he said, I take the weapons first, due process later. And everybody hated that. But they forgot that he was talking about felons and the mentally ill. Like I stated. And right there, in the D.C. versus Heller Supreme Court ruling, says the same thing. So, he was going off of a Supreme Court ruling. Exactly why is that wrong? I'm sorry, but why? You do get the due process. I'm sorry, but if you watch anybody get arrested... Let's say, let's say it's, a, it's somebody who, who just robbed a bank and they get arrested. Do they get to keep their weapon until they get their due process and then they get their weapon taken? No! They don't. It's the same thing every time. If a cop is arresting you and you have a gun, you're taking the gun first and then you're getting your due process. That's how it works. Is it gone for good? That depends on the crime. Sure. But with the felons and the mentally ill, it might be gone for good because there are reasons as to why they shouldn't own weapons. It's obvious. I mean, I'm just saying, it really is. Uh, uh, the other issue, and we've talked about this in a, in a more recent podcast, is the bump stock ban. Now, I don't see the bump stock ban as a problem, only because I see the bump stock as an accessory to a gun, not an actual gun. So, by itself, a bump stock cannot fire rounds. Attached to a weapon, it can. But it doesn't fire the rounds. It assists in how the weapon fires the rounds. So therefore, technically, that is not an infringement on the Second Amendment. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Just because you want... I, I don't know. You, you want more rounds going down range the, uh, uh, faster doesn't mean that you should just have it. Now, I, I, I'm not saying that that should be restricted. But... For instance, automatic weapons, yes, generally to the public, you can't just own one. But with the correct licensing, the correct permits, you can. Any weapon, almost any weapon in the world can be owned by an American with the correct paperwork. That's all they want. That's all they want. So that way that everyone's safeguarded, everybody understands where weapons are. If I had a P90, a, a 249, you know, a, a, a 240, uh, a PK, it doesn't matter what it is, it was some badass automatic weapon. And I, I would have the paperwork that showed that here, I own this. So the government understands, okay, he owns these weapons. So if there's, if, if I go and, or if, if, if there's a shooting and they go and they find there's P90 rounds being used, well, who's local that owns a P90? Well, let's look. Oh, hey, Tony, he owns a P90. Let's go talk to him. Well, let's go investigate. And that's okay because if I didn't do it, well, then I got nothing to worry about. Here, come look at my weapon. Sure, absolutely. Have fun. It's a nice weapon. Don't fuck it up. Don't drop it. <laughs> and that's that's sort of the point of that. I don't see a problem with the bump stock ban. Again, it does not fire rounds. It cannot fire rounds by itself. It is not a weapon by itself. Therefore, it is an accessory to a weapon. Uh, I think a lot of people that are so 
pro 2A that they think that that was a wrong move and it was pathetic and it makes him anti 2A. A lot of them just see the Second Amendment as a privilege, as in that they should just get, you know, they, they, anything they want they should just get and they, they, they're taking too much from it. I'm sorry, but they are. We have the capability of a well-regulated militia. Now, here's here's what I think on that, because it's, it is, it's the idea of the Second Amendment is you you can own weapons in case the government tries to, to do something stupid or overthrow you based on, you know, laws that are unconstitutional. Because technically, if a law is unconstitutional, you do not have to follow it. Now, I know that is not something easily fought in this country, but it, it is very possible. So, like in Virginia, for instance, when they're trying to take guns, even though it might not be the best answer, you can go against that and tell them, no, I'm keeping my weapons. Because that is not constitutional. Therefore, that law is null and void. And it is a state law. Uh, 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 if Trump wanted to step in and say, no, screw that, he could. And I almost wish he would. Um, but the, the idea of these weapons... <clears throat> And, and, and the debate going back and forth, yes, comes from the shootings, the constant shootings, the school shootings that we, we experience here in America. Now, when I say that, now here's a little statistic. I actually looked this up for myself. You know, I don't remember because, again, I did this research on my own. I did the math on my own just out of curiosity. The, uh, out of the thousands, thousands of schools in this country, only these many, uh, there was only a certain amount of those schools that had experienced shootings in the last 20 years. That amount of schools that have experienced shootings in the last 20 years is less than 1%. Less than 1%. It is sad no matter what because people are losing lives. But it is one it is less than 1%. That is awesome. Because that tells me that this problem is only being perpetuated by media to push some specific agenda. We don't want them to have guns, so let's make it look like guns are terrible, even though they are nowhere near as bad, okay? Most of us, maybe we, and I'm not saying that you haven't, but maybe you have, maybe you have, you know, known someone that, 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 that was affected or injured or killed in a school shooting. But I think, honestly, the majority of Americans, when you approach them and talk to them, they haven't. They've only seen it on news. They haven't really, you know, experienced it. When you get a majority of Americans that have experienced or dealt with, you know, the issues related to a, a school shooting, I'm sorry, but I think that that's sort of funny that, that it's still being pushed as a problem when it's not as big of a problem. It's, it's a lot like what we talked about earlier with the coronavirus. It is not as big of a problem. It is still a problem that we want to fix. Sure. But pointing at the guns and saying they're wrong is stupid. <laughs> I just is. I, I'm not going to call anybody stupid for it. But it's a stupid decision to say, well, it's, it's definitely, you know, the guns are the problem. I mean, we have constant knife attacks in the UK, acid attacks, th things like that. Uh, people that do bad shit are still going to find a way to do bad shit with or without a gun. It's, it's pretty clear. I don't know. Um, but with this, there was a lot, of, there was a lot even said about... What could happen? Even even in the beginning, uh, when they when they ratified before they ratified the Second Amendment, um, there was a lot of conjecture between like how is this going to play out in the coming years and decades, you know? And, and a lot of them agreed that yes, it's it may still be debated. Um, 
there were people that actually protested Madison when he actually wrote Federalist Number 46, when he actually talked quite a bit about the Second, the, the Second Amendment, saying that it's a good thing. Uh, there was, he was quoted in there uh, saying he wrote how a federal army could be kept in check by state militias. A standing army would be opposed by a militia. He argued that he did argue that uh, state state militias would be able to repeal the danger of a federal army. It it may well be doubted whether a militia thus circumstanced could ever be conquered by such a proportion of regular troops. That's mostly what I was getting at too. Is like yes, I understand that the idea is that the government could you know decide to step in and they're going to take over everything, and the militia that we're speaking of. Uh, uh, would be just regular citizens that just resist. Sure, the government's got automatic weapons and explosives. And what we got? We got, you know, semi-automatics. True. And here's the crappy part, but it's also the part to remember. We have the numbers. If anybody have ever seen, you know, A Bug's Life? <laughs> those ants, they didn't really understand that all they had to do was fight against those few grasshoppers because there were hundreds of ants. Same scenario here. You know, you, you, you're, led to, you're led to live in fear most of your life because the government does that, in my opinion, to some extent in order to maintain some control. If they, if we pushed back as a whole, as a group, as a large group on anything, well, big enough and they've got to listen. The government's not bigger than the entire United States. It won't be. And that is something I've been trying to push as well, quietly in my own way, just if we work together, the government will begin to answer more to us than they ever would have before. We need to get back to that point, and I'm not even sure if we were ever there, but we need to get to that point to where they're answering to us because the government works for us. We do not work for them. We are not their slaves. And that is something that the left, I don't understand why, but they believe that more government control is good. No, it has been shown the opposite time and time again. Uh, you can name numerous countries with that problem and, and, and just say this is what the hell the problem is. So I'm just saying, I think the idea of the Second Amendment is an amazing thing. It's great to say, Congress, no, you don't get to mess with their guns. They deserve those guns. They deserve the right to protect themselves. Uh, some, of, some of the other arguments, you know, of course the left... You know, do you really need uh, 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 an AR-15 to protect yourself in your home? It doesn't matter what I'm using to protect myself. The idea is that I'm protecting myself and my family. Again, I've got a little, I've got a 10-month-old laying in bed sleeping right now. Um, I have a little, another little one. She's up watching some TV. I told her she can watch TV before bed. Yeah, I'm protecting them. I have guns in this house. You're damn right I do. Because if anything happens, I mean, I live in a town now. I, I, now, most of you, uh, being that you're my friends, you probably have seen some of the posts. I don't share them, but they do pop up quite a bit, and it's been nationwide now. Oxford, Nebraska has hit the map for uh, sex trafficking, <laughs> and the guy that was sort of in charge of all of it actually tried, tried to get my daughter to get into a car with him. Without my parent, without 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 my approval, without his, his, her mother's approval, nothing. That pissed me off. Now that got me. 
and that not it didn't really scare me as much as it just made me angry um, because no 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 he's a known sex offender uh, he's been registered uh, no I'm good <laughs> stay the hell away from my child uh, and now it's becoming a bigger issue because there's many many more names involved and the problem is is the the, the involvement is well what's crappy about this whole scenario with the sex trafficking is apparently there was consent these are minors but there was consent and so the the arrests are going slow because there's a lot of investigating so uh, i don't have all the information on what's going on with that so don't if you if you're curious don't ask i don't have enough information i can give you some but not enough um i think it's sad truthfully i do but anyway, I digress. We were talking about the Second Amendment, but uh, I was fin- I was pretty much finished up. I just basically wanted I, I just wanted a little bit more information. The-, the-, the Second Amendment again, it is there to protect the right you already have, to keep the Congress, to keep the government from restricting anything as far as your right to purchase and maintain and use guns. Yes, I believe that there is good reason for why some guns are restricted. For general, you know, purchase like automatics, uh, there's certain shotguns, there's certain, there's certain uh, military-style weapons, I guess we'll call them, um, that are restricted. Yeah, I, I get all that, but even with the right permits, you can still purchase them. So just remember, a good citizen, a law-abiding citizen, with, you know, obviously the desire to want to buy some of these weapons, and and with the 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 very opportunity that we all have. Anyone can get an automatic. You just have to have the right permits, the right licensing, all that. Um, so in reality, uh, the Second Amendment, I, I don't believe, has been infringed. Generally speaking, across the country. Yes, there are some places like Chicago. Um, I feel it has has been very much infringed. But those people are apparently happy to be uh they're, they're happy that their rights are being restricted, I guess. I don't know. But that's sort of where we stand. So that's a little... That, that, that's, that's about it for the Second Amendment. Just wanted to kind of give you guys some background. and um, get, I want some input. Again, some, some, I have, I've had some people talk uh, throw some input back my way. And I've loved it. Um, and I appreciate it all. So please, give me your input. What do you think of the... The, uh, the Second Amendment. I had a friend of mine. Uh, now, this is not Second Amendment. This is more of just uh, talking. But a friend of mine actually got on a comment on my Facebook telling me about how, you know, he's he does support Trump, but he doesn't like Trump much, but there's no other good candidates. And uh, he mentioned things uh, about Trump as to what he didn't agree with. And I loved it. And I, I was able to respond right there. And again, no name calling, just facts here's here's that i told him i was like thank you very much for your information here are the facts here's what i see and here's why I, i'm not sure if i agree with what you're saying but that was it and it was great to be able to do that and he he talked about some of the things that i spoke about on one of the podcasts so please if you have something you'd like to say um uh, about any inf- a piece of information i've thrown out please just comment on facebook throw a post on my my my, my wall message me and again, I will throw things into the podcasts if I don't answer them fully on Facebook or if you just want more information, I'll, I'll definitely go just do my research and give it to you. So uh, as much information as, as you want, let me know. I'm here. I, I like doing this. Of course, yeah, I've been talking about it quite a bit. I love 
doing a lot of this research. So, yeah. And then and again, like I say every time, if you, if you love what I'm doing, say something. If you hate what I'm doing, say something. You hear something I can improve, say something. Let me know. I love my input. I always want to improve. I want to do better for you guys. So, uh, I'll be back here shortly with uh, Tony Talks. You know, talk a little bit about, uh, uh, it's a page called the Chloe Sunderland page. Uh, men's rights sort of uh, advocation. And I love it. So, uh, this is Politics with Tony. Alright, welcome back. It's Politics with Tony. Uh, I swear this is almost over. Uh, this is a short short segment. Uh, this, I just I kind of wanted to talk a little bit. Tony talks. wanted to talk a little bit about a, a page that I found on Facebook called the Chloe Sunderland page. Uh, it's a female... I th- I, now, what I've noticed is I think she's actually some kind of model. Uh, she seems very passionate in her own right. She's younger, you can tell. Younger, uh, uh, lots of tattoos. Uh, you'll notice that right off the bat because some of the bigger ones that she's got right on the front of her throat, up her chin... I don't hate him. I think actually it's cool, but I don't know. Whatever. Everybody does their own thing. But she's very passionate. She's she, when she talks, there's a lot of passion. And and there have been a few uh, uh, a few videos that she's posted, a few live uh, videos that she's done where she's actually cried because of the things she talks about. And I have a lot of respect for the things that she talks about. I've got to say, it, okay. When I first saw her pictures, it's a it's a it's a girl who wears. Small clothing, you know, she's, I think, like I said, I think she's a model. She just throws, like, these tiny-ass clothes on that barely get sit on her, right? And gets in a mirror and records. Uh, and she records about men's rights. But she talks about how wrong men have been treated. How, how the systemically, there's just problems uh, uh, in the core systems for men. Where it seems to be geared towards women. And that's something that we've all... Well, now we've all, I can't say that, I guess. But a lot of us have talked about it. I've noticed it. Uh, I'm actually slightly a victim of it. I've had friends who are massive victims of that. And I hate it. Um, And she talks about that. She talks about how women are wrong for uh, things like pushing for more uh, child support, how they use their kids as weapons against the fathers because they're not giving enough or something like that. She hates it. And she, so she advocates men's rights a lot, and I love it. Uh, recently, she was attacked uh, because she did not let her. Now she has a child. She has, a, I, I think, a son. I could be screwing that up. She has a child uh, with a man who apparently was verbally, mentally, physically abusive. And she spent, I, I, I think, from what I've noticed, she spent a lot of time during the pregnancy and after the pregnancy, fearing for her own life. And so when things, when they were able, when she was able to, you know, break from him enough, of course there might be some restrictions. And she was attacked. She was like, "Well, see, this is why." Now I told her because she was on, uh, she was on live and she was talking about going to Australia. Uh, now there's this Justice for Jerry thing she's doing, um, and and what I believe it's a story of a woman who killed a guy in a relationship. Just it was just abuse. It was just constant abuse and finally killed him. And uh, it's sad to me. Now, she's spoken in a small video sometimes where she's spoken about things like uh, how it's wrong for you know people to say that men shouldn't cry. Man up, you know, and she thinks that men should cry. That's the problem. Is they're young. Is there's these kids. If it's a boy and he's crying, these you know men and women will say, "Don't cry. You're you're, you're a man. You're, you're, men don't cry." You know. 
and it's just it's setting them up for failure in, in their life because eventually then they just don't want to show or even talk about emotion and that is a big problem because then later it'll be the man's fault for not showing emotion even though it was like the mother saying you know we don't cry and i mean i know men do it too i'm not saying you know fathers don't do that to their boys but this is just generally speaking what 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 parents will do to boys as opposed to girls and you know, she spoke about that, and I loved it. I thought, that's smart, and she's right. I've talked about that with other people. I said, I don't think that that should be a thing. Like, we as men should be emotional. I have been told all my life not to cry, and I'm not even kidding. I don't really do it anymore. I mean, <laughs> I, it's it's not because I don't want to. There's sometimes I wish I could, you know, and it, it, something always tells me not to, and I think it may have been, you know, more of that indoctrination as a kid, like, don't cry because you're a man. Uh, but but she talks about that. She talks about a lot of stuff that 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 are. She talks about how men are just treated terribly when they shouldn't be. The hypocrisy behind what women are doing to men. She points it out, and and uh, it, it, I love it. I think it's great. Now recently, like I said, I was talking about she 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 was doing a live, and uh, her internet got cut off. Uh, she felt that she was being censored in some weird way and it kind of freaked her out. I told her, look, and I said it, I'm like, you were too big, too big. You're, you're too popular now for you for, for them to just cut you off. They're not going to be able to do that. But they're not going to kill you either. So the one thing they're going to do is they're going to try to point fingers and they're going to try to discredit what you're saying. They're going to try to, they're going to try to, you know, make it look like you're not the person you really are. And literally right as, right, the, the next post after I said that to her, was the whole idea of men, or people, not just men, but people attacking her because they didn't let, she didn't let uh, her, the father of her child see her child that one time. And I said it, I was like, that is all it's going to take. You're in a position now where you're going to get attacked for any little move you make that someone doesn't agree with. And they're going to get people to rally behind them because nowadays people are weak. They need social media to tell them how to feel. They need... You know, they need something to tell them what they should be doing and how they should be feeling. That's terrible. I hate it. But it's exactly what's going to happen. And it did. It happened. No one wants to think for themselves. No one, and of course, they take things out of context. These are the same people that probably see one of those pictures of like the woman, like an elderly woman or an elderly man standing on a bus and all these kids sitting on their phones sitting in the chairs. And they're like, well, they didn't offer their seat. How do you know? This is a freaking picture. There's nothing in context that didn't, maybe that maybe every single person on that bus offered and that old man or that old woman didn't want to sit. Just said, no, no, it's okay. Well, then what's the problem? But let's take things out of context. Absolutely. No, no, that's stupid. That's just retarded. So, uh, if, if uh, uh, you have any sort of opinion on how you know men's rights are being affected by things that are happening not only this country but other countries like australia is one of the worst i've noticed canada is pretty rough uh and in some other countries you know they're getting ugly like in the uk i don't think it's as bad i think women actually have worse but here in america no no men 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 get men get walked on uh same thing with canada so truthfully if you want good good viewpoints and not just on men's rights she's silly about a lot of the things it's pretty fun to watch uh, I like her. I think she's she's hilarious. She's gorgeous. She's silly. She she has fun every time she's on her her, her videos. Uh, very different style, but very passionate. Go to it, Chloe Sunderland page. Um, look her up. You won't regret it. Uh, and Chloe, if you're hearing this, um, 
nothing but respect. I'm, you, you've, you've seen my, you've seen my comments before. We talked before, but I will advocate for you all the time because you, you do rock. It's really, I really appreciate what you're doing. You know, a, a man doing it, it doesn't have the same effect as a woman because you know we're the ones that suck anyway. But <laughs> uh, so it's really nice. So I appreciate everything you're doing. If you hear this, uh, I'm pretty doubtful she'll hear this, but that's okay. But uh, I, yeah, like I said. Um, I wanted to try to make this short, so I, I want to end. Uh, I really appreciate you listening to this decently long podcast yet again. I kind of wanted to cover a little bit more ground since I did miss some time. Uh, I hate that I'm not able to do it as much as I want. Again, busy life. Uh, things have picked up a little bit more. Now that I'm going back to the gym, uh, between the gym and both kids and uh, different work schedules between me and the missus, you know, things just get a little crazy, but that's okay. Um, we're just... Just might not be able to record all the time. <laughs> but I'm keeping up with all this stuff as best I can. I will throw you guys information as much as I can. I'm already preparing my next podcast. So uh, thank you guys very much for coming. Uh, leave me something on Facebook if you want. Uh, if you loved it, hated it, uh, here's something you want me to improve on. Uh, anything. Let me know. I love hearing it, like I told you. Um, yeah. So I hope you guys have good rest of your day, night, whatever it is for you. Um, And I will talk to you next time. This is Politics with Tony.